0: this is tom from wrong rocket
1: this is narrative mike from narrative mike
0: (laughs) narrative mike headquarters yeah right you have a series of crystals and one of which is a green crystal but you'd think it would hurt you but instead it just has a slightly different type of data but also it sinks and also it rebuilds your garage whenever you need it to
1: yeah we don't touch the red crystal though we leave the red crystal alone
0: yeah not in this modern era Mr. Narrative, Mike, how are you doing?
1: Ah, uh, you know what? I've had worse weeks. Have I had better weeks? We're all good.
0: It's all good. <laughs> so it's been it's been uh, pointed out to me that tomorrow is Friday the thirteenth in 2020. It is. So since 2020 has been a Friday the thirteenth,
1: I wonder what, what does it even mean. I think we're all going to switch bodies. I think that's what's going to happen. All of us, think of the worst person you could switch a body with, and that's what's happening with I, i'm a, I'm a little bit concerned
0: I'm a little bit concerned <laughs> because if uh if McConnell doesn't know why his hands are black and his face looks like a lobster, um will I know when I'm in his body, and what can I do
1: with that information? Well, yes, but you'll probably just keel over immediately, and then his soul will take over your your being, and the cycle will continue. <laughs> this
2: is
0: going to be useless when people can't see it, but I just do this the whole time.
2: <laughs>
0: right. So no, I think
1: they see what you're doing. I think they see. They what, see what I do in doing. their heads. They can feel it. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, tomorrow is my comic book shop's fifth anniversary. Fantastic. Go Capes and
0: Cal Oakland. Capes and Cal Oakland. C- congratulations! And actually, that's no small feat for any comic shop, particularly in the modern era when there are so many things against the brick and mortar shop. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. So they have, we a have great,
1: a... they have a great podcast that happens, so <laughs> not not to shoo people away from our podcast, but Easy. I'm just saying have <laughs> a good Easy. one. Easy. <laughs> Lesser podcasts. Um
0: that's cool, an affiliation. We just had an unofficial official uh cross brand um alignment that happened there, right? So now we're we're linked with them. We're affiliated with them.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think and they'd I...
0: agree with you, but yeah. <laughs> They'll agree with a a, a segment of our 3,333 listeners, I would think.
1: That's fair. That's fair.
0: So you know how, uh, Narrative Mike, we do have a segment that we usually start the show with called Sucking the Monkey, which for those who we've had, I don't know, several thousand recent additions to our, either recent additions to our sub or people we didn't know were there, but now we know are there or they're bots. But either way, in any of those, they may not know what that is and what is the Sucking the Monkey segment.
1: Hey, the second the monkey segment is when we talk about what we're drinking right now.
0: Fantastic. What are you drinking, Mike?
1: I am drinking taro, a lovely cab sav. <laughs> for those salve. of you not in the wine business, yeah. that's a that's a Cabernet Saviol.
0: It's really hard to get worse than a Cab sav unless you're going to have a Oh, B. I'm just talking about the, uh, the parlance, <laughs> not the material. So I'm having a Kentucky Lemonade, surprising no one. But Ooh. I'm having it with... I'm having it with Dickles Rye tonight. Oh,
1: and also lovely, lovely. And, all, and, and, and also that, to, thats our con drink, wasn't it? That's our con drink,
0: right? It, it was definitely a con drink. I, for a while, I was doing a rum and, uh, like a rum drink, and then yeah, I switched to the to the Kentucky lemonade because it's a little bit easier on the, um, a little easier on the blood sugar. You know, I'm also adding squeezes of fresh lime. And if you may not believe me, I will show. Oh, you.
1: go easy, fresh lime. Go easy on the fresh lime. Go Scurvy. Easy. Scurvy. I'm all with you. If you take too much lime juice in, there are consequences, let's just say. Oh, yeah? Yeah. My pee-pee will turn sideways? What happens? Um, let's just say, as opposed to a nice meander to the bathroom, oh. it's more of a quick walk. Well,
0: uh, I got two things to say to that. One, I have a lot of limes in my diet. And also, I never, I never... I never have a meander because I put in a hot shit, full functioning, super futuristic <gasps> b- bidet. When I put this in, my kids are like, what are you doing? And I put it in the Everyone was very skeptical in the house because the last time I put a bidet in, it was a cold water bidet. And everyone thought it was some sort of prank. Sure, uh, this sure. one is, I got power in the bathroom now. So it's in the toilet room. And so it's, uh, you know, it's Japanese style bidet. So it heats the seat and the warm, it gives you a warm water. Mm -hmm. blast Mm -hmm. blast blasty blast and then it does a drying mode it's the whole deal it glows blue inside the in the thing my son at age nine was so drop he just lost his mind he was running around house going dad got the best toilet ever and so now the kids just basically take turns sitting on the john sure um so there's that
1: yeah no i mean everyone i will say when when uh when i found the japanese toilets that weren't the the traditional Japanese toilets, yes, sir. the ones they, the ones they give to the Westerners. I was yes. like, oh my, oh my, oh, yes. oh my. Why why don't we own only... the? Okay, a that thing was like a foot and a half off the ground, which sure. is no bueno for my six foot plus ass. Sure, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just the are, ass. They are tiny toilets. Six, foot. for, for those who magic. haven't seen, for
0: those who haven't seen Mike before, he's six feet from hip to uh hip to hip to ground. And then you have eighteen inches from hip to head.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very it's Really weird. I'm
0: really tiny torsoed. It's yeah. very strange. You're like a maquette that someone lost their
1: uh, <laughs> lost their okay, enthusiasms. I lost, I lost the middle bits. I just <laughs> put the head on
0: it. It's fine. Actually, it would be super rad. I think. Well, okay. So um, uh, with that, I think it's pretty good time to transition smoothly <laughs> oh, from high dog? high tech. Yeah high-tech toilets and missing thoraxes to news 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 news
2: right and now for a casually inserted commercial for the buying of products
0: if you know chris and me from the comic convention circuit you know that uh, while i do four shows a year he does precisely 33 of them and at those shows he has a table filled with all kinds of uh, various and sundry incredible goods for perusal and purchase well during the pandemic, the conventions have collapsed and it's harder and harder to get to that cool stuff in the environment that you're used to. Strolling through the aisles, looking for ways to spend your hard-earned dollars, you would invariably come across deeply dapper. I mean, everything you ever needed or wanted or didn't even need to know that you wanted to need those things, they're on that table. And unfortunately, while the conventions are closed, it's harder and harder to get to a good small press, creator-owned products like that. Well, there's good news, Deeply Dapper is still in business, and you can get a lot of Chris's good stuff still online today. i got three options for you. One, tabletopsandtentacles.com. These are linked below, but just know, if you go to tabletopsandtentacles.com, you have a couple of great options here. Uh, First and foremost, though, is uh, you can subscribe to the Tabletops and Tentacles magazine. This is an amazing project that Chris has taken on with a host of guest artists and writers contributing to a uh, just a massive magazine and uh, you can jump on a patreon and and support this project uh there's an incredible amount of material that's in here and i'm in there as well so first do that second of all um go to deeply dapper uh deeply dapper which you're used to doing anyway um, you can still get some some options there including a tabletop game which uh, we call creature features uh this is one of uh the best games that that Chris has come up with, and uh, it's a super fun game. I've played it with uh, adults and kids, um, and it never ceases to be uh, enjoyable. Uh, Lastly, while a lot of the products, the physical products that uh, Deeply Dapper had at the table have been pulled off the site temporarily due to various conditions, um, you can still get a number of them on sale at Etsy. If you go to Etsy.com and search for Deeply Dapper, you're going to find a lot of the... a lot of the material that they still have available, including enamel pins, flasks, um, some art prints, soap, candles, beard oil, and uh, greeting cards. Uh, and then lastly, make sure to follow us online because uh, through Twitter and Instagram, because um, Deeply Dapper is hosting another Kickstarter for um, his Cthulhu series of uh, Christmas cards uh, this year, and they look absolutely amazing. They they make me envious of his skill. So again, visit deeply dapper through each of those sites that I just named. Look for the links below. You didn't have to memorize it, and I think you're going to find that it's time and money well spent. All right, have a happy holiday. Back to our regularly scheduled program. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say news, news, news. All right, are you ready for some? I'm sweet ready. Sweet news. Okay, so Marvel news. What do you think? And again, we're going to give it a black octopus if we hated it, a red tentacle if we love it, and a and your new improved gray. Kraken. The Grey Kraken. If uh if we're if we're uh ambivalent, ambivalent about it. So, I am of two minds. Mm-hmm. You actually have three <laughs> minds. So the first is after all of that hubbub about maybe, maybe, maybe Oscar Isaac's doing something something with Marvel, now they've circled with uh he seems appears to be linked to Moon Knight. And that's not confirmed. Right. And we've seen that bounce interfaces before, but just on the uh, on the off I mean, chance that there's something to it, what do you think?
1: To, I mean, to be fair, he's already done something with Marvel. You're right, Disney. <laughs> I mean, it, it's 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 Fox's Marvel, but yeah, I mean, he was Apocalypse, right? Sort of. Part of his face was Apocalypse, and then he had all those <laughs> neck tubes.
0: Um, I st- so, I still plan on rewatching all of those in sequence, ending with uh, the dreaded Dark Phoenix, and I'm going to see if uh, dude, we if should it makes do my it. hair we fall should... out.
1: We should do it. I'm in. I'm oh, yeah. in. We should do it. Yeah. Um, I've got a. I, of film have I have got I actually have very fond memories. I have fond memories of these movies. Like I don't remember hating any of them. Truth right. be told. Um, oh, and that's okay. the
0: thing. Watching. So that's the thing. Watching these things out of the context of the consensus arguments online, and just watching them purely as they are, mm-hmm. it's always interesting to see if you're going to have a different take. If things that if things have pollinated your view from what you read and talked about opinions, or whether your same impression holds. Um, similarly, sometimes you watch them again and you'll like it more. Mm-hmm. I found Hellboy, the, the latest Hellboy, more palatable the second and third times I saw it okay. than the first time when I was so overwhelmed by the missed opportunity to have something more cohesive. Sure. And the music and such. But when I watched it multiple times, I was able to focus on the things I liked. It's like blind, It's like driving blindness, right? I started ignoring yeah. the pesky cyclists and and beige Toyotas and stuff. And then I, all I saw was what I wanted to see. I got you.
1: I got you. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I'd
0: love to do that. I'd love to watch those. And I have a couple other
1: film festivals queued up for myself for all the time. In, I mean, I'm but we'll all do in it. for film festivals. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, but back to the news. So Oscar Isaacs as moon Knight. So we've, we've discussed moon Knight previously. Yes, we have. And, um, and I am like, I love Oscar Isaacs. Never seen him in something I didn't like him in. Like I even liked him in Gomez Adams. Like uh, yep. you said, go watch Adams Family. I thought he was delightful. I loved. I loved it. So,
0: what do you think? So you saw it?
1: Yeah, I thought let's, it was. I thought it was adorable. Let's skip, I let's skip adorable. to that. How great? How great? Oh, was we're, that? we're skipping straight to that. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah. No. Uh. The, the cast was amazing. Uh, uh. A fun little story. It also. It also made. It made me feel like this is where the television show started. Cause I always wondered why the town was so happy with them. Like, it's cool. Like it didn't really bug me. If the town wasn't, it was like, yeah, we have weird neighbors, whatever. They're fine. Yeah. You know? And, but it's, it's kind of cool that that was like, and this is how the weird neighbors came to be the love of everyone in the neighborhood. I'm like, right. 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 Yeah. Right. That makes sense. I'm cool with that.
0: Did you have the same uh, steep slope on accepting the animation style at the
1: very beginning? No, but we talked about that. Hmm. So it was easier for me to jump right into it. Um, it did feel a little uh see, I I've, I've seen I liked of really him. shitty I've yeah. seen lots of really shitty animation recently, and that yeah. one was by far not the worst thing I've seen. Sure. In, in any long stretch. Like the but shading again, wasn't yeah. wasn't so like everything looked three dimensional, but not, you know, as opposed yeah. to that thing where they do where it's like, this is three dimensional, but everything else is not. <laughs> My you problem
0: know? I think we talked about it before, but my problem was it's something that I see with DreamWorks. Maybe Adam's Family is... Was it DreamWorks? Or was it Sony or someone? I don't know who it was, but there's someone... So DreamWorks, I think, where I see... It's one of these other leading brand animation studios, and I hate to say that because these animators are working very hard Mm
2: -hmm. on
0: projects they mean that care a lot about. But what I mean is we're so entrenched in a world where uh, Disney and Pixar are almost codifying their animation styles as they evolve and they're very 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 consistent in their design logic for the most part i think and then other studios have played they've had to take risks in how they design the character models in order to give it some uh some punch and something different and and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and i think we're spoiled by the consistency of disney and pixar to the point where these other projects from the other studios the things that work really work and the things that are odd maybe dip you into the Valley maybe, or some other things about it. they I find them harder to accept initially. And I felt that's, that way about Adam's family. And I felt that way about Scooby-Doo and several other projects that we've otherwise I haven't
1: watched, watched Scooby-Doo yet. Um, I, am not figuring, I'm not finding who did Adam's family. Um, but I don't think it was one of the major, I think that's the problem It's the fact yeah. that it's a, it's a lesser, like I want to find it real quick. Family. there it is okay so this one was done by that's that's a lie you're just showing me disney um <clears throat> the production house is you're killing me smalls you hit the baseball into the dog's yard oh my god this is yeah 100 percent. this is this is not helpful um sorry i didn't what? find it it but it's not pulling up any of the major distributors so i don't think yeah. it's a major distributor well, and so
0: here's an example because as a designer I get really bent out of shape about arbitrary things and things that break design lo- design language of a certain project, okay? So what I struggled with in Adams family was that Gomez looked really well cohesively designed from sure. top to bottom. He seemed like a model that they took from concept boards to execution and it and it read the shapes that they chose, the very frog-like appearance by Making him squatter and and shorter and bug-eyed and have the sunken, the the the, the sunken eye sockets and the yeah, weird yeah little yeah. Pu- puffy mustache that and his lips that made him almost look like a little little something something like he was very well defined as a character model, and I think and to some degree Uncle Fester was, but then when you see Morticia, she was incredibly skinny, which was a thing we've seen yeah. before, but then her her head shape was very strange. And didn't they didn't seem to match the design choices they were making for Gomez? And then Wednesday had a consistent design from like nose down, and then had a bulbous forehead.
1: And so like, did they, why did they did make they Wednesday? Look, did they look more like the um, My Strange Family, like back in the day, the my cartoon, the the yeah. old comic strip? Maybe, maybe was that they were going for?
0: Pos- possible, possible. And I mean, I see this in other projects too. It's not the, it's not the, the fact that it looks different. It's that I feel like it's inconsistently designed in the course of it. So for example, I got you. you. If you look at um, Hotel Transylvania,
2: it's a majority of,
0: uh, so Hotel Transylvania has a very consistent design logic all the way through. And there are certain things that work terribly, certain things that are terrible to me like this sheepish, almost Hanna-Barbera-style pose that the main human character and, and Dracula and a few others take where they put their, their feet are splayed and they bend over and they have this weird sort of huh? look on their face where it's very sure. very Hanna-Barbera and it's very inconsistent with the rest of it. But they're so, they're so static about when they use it that you eventually kind of get used to it. And the other parts that are not doing that all fold well together. So everything when you're watching Hotel Transylvania, it feels, until the last one, with a, the with a antagonist that didn't seem to match. Everything in Hotel Transylvania looked con- internally consistent. Even where okay. I didn't like the choice they made, it was consistent. But with this one, the stuff I liked, I loved, and then the stuff that was balloony, just I couldn't figure out where they were going with it.
1: Okay, so, I got you. Anyway, anyway. I mean, yeah, like there um, were lots of, <clears throat> they did do lots of like kind of over-the-top kind of, like um CJ Cherry is done yeah. by god damn it who is the actress who cj cherry from west wing uh, cj uh, cherry yeah C. J. no cj cherry? cherry is an author sorry <laughs> wow that's i'm like three steps <laughs> away but i would um, with cj <laughs> cj yeah. from alison J- jane alison Jane. so alison jane's character and that hair and those yeah. hips right yeah
0: yeah the the things that i mean i still go back to of course my favorite moment in the whole film right was when he's yeah, climbing yeah. the thing but also like the last time we were watching it with the kids, I was just falling on the floor. I was the only one I was falling on the floor, probably during dinner when they were trying to do music in the gazebo at town. And I was just, I couldn't even with Vester at like, that moment. I just right. couldn't even deal. It was to me, it was, it was the right drugs for me right in the vein at that I moment. Gotcha. I couldn't deal.
1: All right. So I, Ostra uh, Isaac. Like, okay, so, so as Moon Knight, yeah. um, Yes, I am in for Oscar Isaac's playing a fractured, possible psychotic human who thinks he's a superhero. Yeah, I think Oscar Isaac's is knocked out of the park. As I've all, uh, my caveat, and my caveat will always be: I do not trust people making that. I do not trust people writing that story in a way that is palatable to me. Correct to me to Mike, um, right. just right. because of personal <clears throat> issues.
0: I understand. Well, so hmm. here's the way I think about it. This is similar to when we were casting because we have thrown Ryan Gosling on a lot of projects too. Yeah, I can't true. decide whether I like Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight or I like Ox- Oscar Isaac as anything and I include Moon Knight in that list. I don't want huh? him as, I don't necessarily want him as
1: Hellcat, but I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, if you gave him the script, I'd do it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, probably. I, but I, I like the actor. I like that he's in that selection set of actors that I perceive to be very progressive and not taking themselves too seriously with range, willing to do things that could be shocking to people, yeah. willing to take risks. I think I want all that. I think he can do interesting things with his face um, and his expressions without overdoing it, mm-hmm. um, even though it's my second least favorite uh, Coen Brothers movie. Inside Llewellyn Davis. I mean, he does an incredible job. And I think... Um, so I think he could really do it. But again, is he the perfect actor to play this character? I don't know. But...
1: What's the name of that? What's what's the... Mark... Is that Mark? Knight Mark Spector. Mark Spector. Right. right. So that's once
0: And Jake... Jake... Uh... Oh, brother. For super fans, we're not doing such a good job. The oh, taxi driver... Uh, I'm...
2: Taxi well, driver,
0: yeah, he's you know what, you know you're Moon Knight, right? No, no, I, I I'm not a big I'm not a big Moon Knight reader. Okay, Moon Knight's a d- difficult project. It's one of my favorites ever, ever, but it's one that is better in the mind than on the page. Like every project, when I've gone back and revisited, I was like, eh. But when I Jake Lockley, Jake Lockley. Okay. so okay. in in the Moon Knight world, he has um, he's. He's got this fractured, you know, it's it's your seventies comics uh version of schizophrenia. So he's got distinct yeah. uh personality disorder, multiple personality right. disorder as schizophrenia, which is not directly related. And his so he was mercenary Mark Spector. Right. Out in the desert <clears throat> and, you know, falls falls into the tomb and then Konshu reincarnates him and gives him the power. It says, Be my vengeance off you go and he's fractured in his psyche so he starts to take on different personas so mark specter is the seemingly primary persona and then he also takes on a taxi cab driver jake lockley and i don't okay, know in the okay. timeline of comics whether that's a reaction to or coincidence mm-hmm. against the difficult times when batman did that <laughs> mm-hmm. and then and then he also has a, a persona as a millionaire, Stephen Grant. So. And then he's got Frenchie, his co- his partner in crime, right. was kind of like his yeah. Alfred. And then also right. he's got his routine love interest, Marlene. And then he also has his primary nemesis, um, who is uh, Bushmaster. Now, Bushmaster? Bushmaster. So, <clears throat> the thing is that... He- this is an example of where i really don't mind if they go way off script and do something totally different i don't mind if he takes on different i mean i don't know the whole thing is just so dated and difficult for me it's very fletch it's very fletch it's very period and it's wallowing in concepts about mental illness that are not very useful uh and I don't know that it's really necessary, but if you want to take that and, and, and modernize that concept and say he is playing different roles because he has different, he's, he's been a deep cover agent or he's got yeah. some, there's some rewrite to his character that is, that is his job to yeah. infiltrate under personas. And we see him hit these personas, but not as regular things, but they are ones that he is actively maintaining in the course of the particular... That'd be the first season story. That's one thing I mm-hmm. can handle. The idea I that they're split personalities with different sources of income and apartments and
1: whatnot, right. I don't... You know. So, <clears throat> I think if they handle it the way they handled Cloak and Dagger. Where they're like... You know, part of the way through the season, they, they, they're like, okay, look. This is what it looked like when it started. And it's fucking ridiculous. Radioactive yeah. heroin? Really? Yeah. Yeah? You know, it's just <laughs> yeah. like, you know, as if I think if they address that I mean, and even if they have to, if they just give it a nod and write a different story, right. I'm okay with it. Like if you make if you just do the thing and don't make it fucking Batman, like make it make it a bit of a mystery. Like do something weird with it, you know?
0: Well, more more recent attempts at the Moon Knight story, I mean, it's been all over the place. The the best I think the best of which for me was a run that um, Brian Michael Bendis did where he's in the Avengers because he's actually been in the Avengers multiple times and he had been fairly recently at that time. But did yeah. you read that solo?
1: Did you read that book?
0: The I didn't several... and
1: and I feel I feel now that I am not a Bendis fanboy because I didn't read this.
0: So I can't tell you then I can't tell you the trick to this, but all I can say is in the beginning of Bendis's run on Moon Knight, he's in the Avengers and it's problematic. But you have to go back and read that and tell me what you think because I think it okay. was one of the most successful ones. Some of the other versions of it were okay. And then there was a whole string where he was written by one of our love him or hate him um, single voice authors.
2: Uh oh.
1: Yeah. Ooh.
0: Ooh. Just guess Morrison? No, not
1: Morrison. Johns? No. Oh my god! Um, I don't know, brother. You got to tell me who. I was stalling because I couldn't remember. Uh-
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and and you know, it's a combination of exhaustion and also being old. Oh and yeah, often, no, no, you know, no. Who cares? It's, I,
1: I, I'm not gonna it's Ellis
0: me. or Ennis and I can't remember now. But it's the whole deal. Where okay, it's well, like, wait. All...
1: Ennis, Ennis, is the boys. Yeah. I think Ellis, Ellis,
0: Ellis is the other one. I think. I think it was Ellis. Wait. Ellis,
1: it's, that's and fair.
0: Yeah, Warren Ellis. So the whole deal yeah. is, and that one he plays really loose with the with he starts giving Moon Knight alternate personas as Moon Knight. So you start seeing him in a white suit and a like uh. top mask and a white suit, and then you see him running around with a giant shoes appearing with a giant dead bird's head skull. And, right, 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 I mean, I got and if you could get if you could dig on the Ellis stuff and you fold it into Moon Knight, it's not a bad fit. Because right, right. it's a very, it's the mountains yeah, of madness but, and it's very psychedelic, it's fine. Yeah. But at the same but time, it's irreverent. Yeah. There were stories where they took it very seriously about his connections to Conchu and then there were other times when he was all, Conchu is a figment of his imagination and yeah, whatever, yeah. and there's been a lot of really overwrought stuff involving Marlene and then maybe an offspring and and going back to the well in a number of ways that I couldn't decide who the target market was for the book. I think modern adaptations the strongest thing they can do is take the girlfriend romantic interest and turn them into something different something Mm -hmm. very with agency a character who has a reason for being there who perhaps is not even dating him right yeah like yeah i'm just thoroughly sick of male characters with a routine traditional girlfriend in the comics Mm -hmm. that and then every time they reboot it it's the same story with the same characters yeah we need to reinvent this And the other thing they did in the the modern era is they made Frenchie his, you know, his, his, uh, his, uh, his Jarvis or his, you know. Alfred. Alfred. They had him come out. Yeah. And the problem is that the writers, and I I hope I don't overstep about anything about these writers that I'm not aware of, but my sense when I was reading it, I certainly didn't read that I'm reading it as this was being written in the voice of someone who seems to understand the complexity of of uh, hetero and homosexual um, people interacting with each other, some with hangups, some without, some trying to figure out who they are. It didn't feel like it was very nuanced in the way they handled it. It was very right. on the nose. It was either shock or defensive, or you know, this is the way it is, deal with it. It just didn't mm, doesn't ring well. So gotcha. that's another thing they could do in this project. To me, is make as I think that they've done on a number of projects we've really liked. I think that they let Frenchie be. If it's Frenchie, even who's to say that's the character? But if it is, let them have the let them have the um, the identity that they have, and yeah. it's not a thing we're talking about because it's not important to the story. Is right. who they are, right? Right. Yeah, and we've seen that in some other characters in recent projects where we were we were both very impressed about the fact that they didn't step into it and they actually let them be who they are. Trans mm-hmm. characters, mm-hmm. uh, gay and lesbian characters without it being blinking LED lights behind it as like this is an issue yeah. we gotta talk about, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's be where we want to Let it be. So what I'm saying is I think Oscar Isaac has enough range and could be interesting in the face. If you imagine someone that has to have a five o'clock shadow and look sort of gobsmacked about are they going insane? Did they is a God yeah. talking to them? But I also hope that the narrative takes a very um, sort of viol- – it's, it's a project maybe that I want to see very violent and very vigilante and very hardcore um, in a way that we're not sure they, she, she, he should be doing that even. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that I want Moon Knight to be a clear protagonist, even if mm-hmm. he's the central character in the narrative. I almost right. want his moonlighting to be something that's like a Jekyll and Hyde problem. Because I think that's a that's a fascinating concept if someone is having a psychotic break, let alone any other illness. The idea right. that they're manifesting pain in a very specific way, and that would be interesting to explore. I have a side note, and a side note is there was a comic from DC in the late 80s called Haywire. Have we talked about this before?
1: Uh, no, but I know what you're talking about. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah. If you don't have it, I
0: will go into the, I'll go into the cruel space and I'll dig it up for you. I've even drawn it. You've seen it in my stuff. Yeah. yeah. Haywire is like they merged. It was DC, but working in sort of this nether space, but it wasn't a separate line, but it was just sort of like the superheroes weren't in it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it was like they merged Hulk and Moon Knight together. Mm -hmm. So the Haywire suit is like a big green military mecha okay mm-hmm. hulkish but it's moon Knight-ish in the sense that the main character who has access to it is having multiple personality disorder and a cognitive break and mm-hmm. is but but the one thing they do in that that they didn't do in moon knight is he's waking up really confused so the bruce Banner style waking up with tattered clothing in an alley wondering right. what happened but he's right. waking up but it starts to slip like he's waking up in tattered rags but he's in the penthouse Right? right. That kind of thing. Right. And it's just yeah. the a slip and he gets really confused about what's happening. Right. So it, you got to read it because it's great.
1: And I was going to I was going to say it, what Moon Knight kind of reminds me of that I have a pretty solid run of um, in my archive yes. um, is uh, Manhunter. Did you ever read the old DC Manhunter? Run? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Where he just he can't like there's something like the dude's just off. And he can't decide if he's going to be a hero or a villain, and wears different costumes. And like yeah. he's part of the ju- he's part of the fucking Justice League, and he's also an enemy of the Justice League because he wears a different mask. It's just it's a Kooky Dukes book. <laughs> it is love completely it. Kooky Dukes. Yeah,
0: that that aspect of Justice League and Avengers both, when you do when you divorce it from serialized comics for kids, where the, anybody goes just thrown on the team, it doesn't matter. You just combine whatever you characters you want yeah. to throw it in i like when that's uh lampoon a little bit and you get the in modern projects that it's sort of like there's this large table of weirdos and they're like yeah. why are you even here you know yeah yeah the guy with the toilet plunger is a hand you know or whatever yeah. just like really obscure power sets and you're like why are you even here or that's... like how did how did
1: ambush bug get published <clears throat> right <laughs>
0: correct <laughs> i support that um so Mohamed Diab was uh, tapped to direct Moon Knight, and this is the third, I think, person of color, and the second or third that is not American in this production. And I think that's really cool to see. Marvel, yeah, Disney yeah. Plus has been doing that. Same thing with uh, with Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel, right? Um, they're leaning heavily into a creative team that speaks oh, to something about the yeah yeah mando's creative team is very diverse and speaking of mando um pedro pascal is another guy that i would have really been able to see as moon knight and also i could see him as anybody he's another one of these right
1: i'm sorry i have no idea who pedro pascal is all i see is a mask
0: all right fair enough
1: <laughs> no he can so, be, he's great i've seen him in a number of things and i love him
0: yeah so um okay another item i have another item okay uh sizzle chest, one of the sizzle chests that my wife tends to enjoy. <laughs> hey mrs Mr. <laughs> Mister Mr Matthew McConaughey noted in this right, really weird right, side right. Yeah, weird side tangent in an art interview for like one of those magazines I don't know who buys anymore. It's probably like like Cigar and Marinade Aficionado or something. Sure, sure. And he's cigar. in some side
1: wait, wait, no stop. Cigar and marinade <laughs> 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 That is that is fucking epic. I love <laughs> this magazine already. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. So it's ahead. one of
0: those, right? He's probably in yeah. the Lincoln. He's in the Lincoln while he's doing the interview. Oh, well, yeah. And there's this side side discussion. I've only read the clip from the interview, but he's he mentions that he wanted to play Bruce Banner for Marvel, and he pitched it to them, and they said, not interested.
1: Yeah. No. And the, not and and the interviewer
0: said and the interviewer said, they said not interested. And he's like, yep. And it was like dead space. And then they moved on. You know that's happening at a time for Marvel where they're not making risk taking risks yet. He's probably referring to the original, you know, like the the Bruce ba- the what Eric Banner.
1: No, Hulk. no, I disagree with you. I think they are looking at any time at all ever. I love you, Matthew McConaughey. I love you. I think you're great. No,
0: <laughs> well, I don't know that he had. I don't know that he has to be Banner. Although I don't mind it. I want him to take risks. But I like him, and I think actually he's shown that he can play other things than the, than the stretched out cowboy kid, right? Like I mean, he's he's done a lot of no. interesting roles.
1: Where? What?
0: Are you serious? Yeah. What about what about uh, Dallas Tolu Club? Cowboy kid,
1: okay. drugged. What Drunked about
0: gay cowboy kid? But cowboy kid. How about Interstellar? Old cowboy uh, kid.
1: Space cowboy kid.
0: Sure. So. Who, what does Marvel need to fill the, the the boots of? They still haven't filled,
1: the raw rawhide and the something something kid. Okay, so the, the that that would be funny. That would be funny if they went back to those books. Uh, I think have been US one is coming around the corner. Oh my god, <laughs> if US one fucking happens, a hundred percent McConaughey. But it has to.
0: But it has to be, um, like, legit Kickers, Kickers original Inc. U.S. 1. It has to be original U.S. 1 and not, like, modernized like they would. Some mo- yeah, no no, 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 no. No, original, no hybrids or, or Kickers
1: anything. Inc. Or, Kicker's Inc. Uh, you know what? I actually can see McConaughey as Peter Quill. I can, too.
0: I can, too. So we're, we're diverting into what could Michael, Matthew McConaughey play. Um, that's interesting. Peter Quill. Let me think who I would say.
1: I mean, like, the Peter Quill that I read in the comics, not the Peter Quill that... Yeah, yeah. Has yeah. become after freaking the boy took it and just made it his own because yeah, the Peter Quill
0: the Peter Quill from before they started trying to make it yeah. in the comics like the movie. Yeah. You're right. The the pre-movie Peter Quill, sure. That's interesting. You know it's weird. I started thinking about um Dickhead from the Scott Star Jammers. Uh Summers' oh. dad. Yeah, Corsair. But the problem is Corsair to me wants to be uh Peter Quill's dad. Kurt Yeah. Kurt Russell. Yeah. But he wants to be CGI Kurt Russell.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. with you. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Matthew McConaughey, man. Wow. I mean McConaughey could be some really good villains,
0: I think. That's the thing. He really wants to me to be a villain. Have you seen like uh, like the I Gentleman think he'd be yet? a really
1: good living laser?
0: Okay. <laughs> but that's another one like but who wouldn't be a good living laser? <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, living laser's kind of a hard ho- – like, living laser's a dude who gets fucked and becomes a living laser. It's like, what the fuck am I going to do now? <laughs> and he kind of goes insane. Like, it's like I'm yeah. a being of pure energy. I was a science – I was a research scientist, and now I'm fucking – what? What am I?
0: <laughs> Did you see my costume? <laughs> All right, I yeah. got it. I got it. The okay. defini- I have the definitive. And it's – interestingly enough, it is almost tangentially related to your suggestion – but I have the definitive Matthew McConaughey casting. Are you ready? Yeah. I got got three words for you. Paste, pot, (laughs) Pete. Yes. And he does it seriously.
1: Okay. All right. No, that'd be weird. That'd be weird, bro. (laughs) That'd be weird.
0: It would be the same energy as uh, what's the gypsy the gypsy? all you listening,
1: just go look it up. Just go look it up right now. Just go look it up. Because you got two Iron Man dorks talking,
0: and we got a lot to choose from that's wrong. All right, so, okay. Now that we've settled that, and I've won entirely, uh, the last item The unicorn! From... It should be the yeah! unicorn! Really? That's the thing. I'm looking at your thing behind you, and like, there's almost no- Even Madam Mask he could do. <laughs> there's almost no Iron Man villain that Matthew McConaughey couldn't be. All right, uh- so the one last thing I have for Marvel is that there was a another little blast of promotional material from somewhere like Paraguay or wherever that has images of the Eternals in cost in their more prominent costumes and it is colorful, further emphasizing my theory that they, when you saw the drab stuff is their undercarriage and then or their right. undersuits and then they're gonna have something more at the same time. They have to, seen... I mean, because
1: it's got to be Kirby esque, right? Maybe. It has to be, right? Maybe,
0: but then on the others, which should be. But on the other hand, we've seen more, as I shared with you before, where the villain who was Kirby Riffic originally is now a big brown grudish villainous blob of brown.
1: So yeah, well. I
0: mean, I don't know what to say. Alright. Uh DC I,
1: News. I'm just yes? th- I'm just saying, ensemble casts never been really great. <laughs> mm. Well, eh, yeah. I mean, the only reason that Avengers work is because you had all those singular movies, and it was everyone was their own fucking hero.
0: Yeah, you're you're entirely wrong because Guardians of the Galaxy out of the gate did great.
1: It was perfectly well Wait, organized. How is Guardians of the Galaxy an ensemble cast? Batista's uh, first role, Zoe. Uh, is it not an ensemble? Zoe Saldana is the only one who actually had any power at that point. <laughs> is it not an ensemble? no none of the not like okay i'm sorry you know what, what? are you trying to say Fair, fair statement yes okay. it is an ensemble cast what i mean is a whole bunch of high power players okay like now now guardians is like a fucking powerhouse it's no, like no, i see what you mean you know but like it's it's like when you want to put in the day it's like i'll put paul newman and robert redford in the same movie it's like do you twice really want to do that? yeah do you really want to do that Let's put Val Kilmer and Marlon Brando in the same movie. Do you really want to do that? That seems like a bad plan.
0: But Val Kilmer in a movie with um, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro worked out just fine, as far as I'm
1: mm. concerned. It did, because My favorite was that, that
0: movie? That's right. Exactly right.
1: Who could do no wrong as he like... does... God damn! I've been doing this for a long time. You need to shut the fuck up and do what I say. <laughs> Michael Mann
0: can do no wrong unless he does something terribly, terribly wrong, as we've seen. So, DC News: uh,
1: right. The first DC. item I
0: have is that they released new images of what's her name as Batwoman, mm-hmm. and unlike the first time when they just stuck the costume on her and she had the st- the same fake hair, this mm-hmm. time they let her nat they they let her natural hair out. And it's kinked out, and it's crazy, yep. and it's got a red tint, and it's like one hundred percent not playing around, and it looks amazing. I mean, like
1: right? That, like I've actually enjoyed. Like I've been watching Batwoman on HBO Max, and I don't understand how people had to fucking guff about. Truth be told, mm-hmm. like I'm having a good time watching it. I dig Alice. Um, so, uh, side tangent. So I'm yep. watching an episode, and Alice is on the screen talking, and from a different room, my partner goes. Wait! Wait! Stop! And I'm like, okay, so I pause the TV. And she comes out, and she's like, go back a little bit. So I back it up and start playing it. She's like, oh! It's my Valkyrie! And I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? So apparently, the woman who plays Alice in Batwoman is a Valkyrie on a Canadian side boob show called Lost Girl. And we call Ah. this a side boob show because... It's, it is, there's a lot of soft core happening. Um, huh. And it's a, it's about a, it's about a, uh, a succubus who wants to be monogamous. And that is basically the show. <laughs> that, that's an interesting premise. And yeah. I uh, it. I love lots of beautiful Canadian people being beautiful Canadian people. You know, it's, it's like I always yeah. say Canadian apocalypse looks a lot like the other apocalypse, except the streets are clean and everyone knows what to do. <laughs>
0: And the streets have big, bold letters in front of them that say things like Los Angeles.
1: Right, York, right, yeah. It's Boston. Uh, it's like, oh, what was I watching? It was something that was supposed to be like this gritty, dark sci-fi show, and they go like, the dark underbelly, and it's like, all oh, the streets are clean, there's clean signage, yeah. they go into this bar, all the glasses are clean, and I'm like, yes, definitely a Canadian apocalypse. They let year. him
0: stay to 2.30 at the bar, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like, this is fucking horrible. I would hate to live in this apocalypse um i mean okay i apologize canada i love you don't ever change i'm really happy that that is your apocalypse because fucking a that's great that is wonderful if that's how bad it gets yes Did did you see that side
0: story that there was a i mean this is dated but that there was a strip club that posted an ad in the paper that said that David Duchovny was no longer welcome there. And it's because when he was filming X-Files up there all the time, he was yeah. a notorious sex addict. So he was going to all the, these clubs, mm-hmm. but yep. he he had done an a interview like a media interview at some point where he disparaged the weather in, in Canada. And it was said like, it's Canada's horrible. It's like, it's a thousand degree below zero everywhere. And blah, blah, blah. And he was commenting in his sort of, that weird sort of off, that sort of cynical, offhanded way that he does. Yeah. And the owner and 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 the owner of this strip club got real national pride about it and was like, he's not welcome. It wasn't that he was doing things wrong in the sex club, which you'd think it would be. Or the strip yeah, club, no. Or whatever it's it is. because he it was he was Canada. he slandered Canada, and he didn't even and, slander it because it was all true statements.
1: Well, <clears throat> and I they mean, put an ad in the paper. Of Canada. Yeah,
0: but he put an ad in the paper. <laughs> it was pretty ingenious too. I saw the ad. It's like everyone welcome except David Duchovny. It's like a big sign, right? All right, I so see. we had uh, we had Batwoman, and then here's another one. So the Suicide Squad TV spinoff is picking up steam. They're they're casting the hell out of it. Um, Robert, ooh, Robert Patrick, is that right? No, Robert Patrick. Robert, Robert Patrick. Patrick
1: is the is the robot. Team it's
0: it's the guy we loved in Terminator Two. Yep felt felt sorry for the. Almost impossible task of replacing Mulder in X
1: Files. So huh. anyway, so, Suicide Squad. I think, oh, man, I would. Mm, I have. I have opinions. <laughs> All right, about Suicide Squad, like the movie the name or, itself. The, or the just story. Like, I, if you have, if if the if the main sequence of your show says the same names for more than three episodes, your show sucks. Well, yeah. So
0: the the first Suicide Squad movie, we didn't. We lost one. Well, technically lost two members, but yep. really lost one member. Yeah, and it was a throwaway, and it was yep. rad. But they ruined it in the trailers.
1: Yeah, and well, I mean, I mm, I mm, I'm and not there's sure no, it was rad, was, man. Like, well, okay, so, but it, like that was like you got you have one Native American character, and you're like, oh yeah, fuck this guy, he's stupid. Well,
0: sure, okay yes that's the red shirt and, and that's gets, the person of color i get that but i'm just yeah, saying but he
1: gets red shirted by fucking captain <laughs> boomerang Ugh. but i'm F- just saying
0: minus. i'm just saying if okay so take that away from it i'm just saying now i sound like a white power apologist and i'm not no 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 but i'm, no, saying, no, no, no. No, I'm if, trying to say i'm if, sorry if, no, 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 if, no, no, if no. the trailer if the trailer hadn't ruined it imagine if you had sat yeah. in that theater yeah which is still before it all went off the rails with editing and, and it became a different movie. Yep. If You sat in that theater and they're introducing all the characters all rad, like they were doing, and they're making this yeah, whole thing, yeah. and he's there and they're being sort of gnarly to each other and being kind of rude. And then all of a sudden he just gets himself killed. Uh, yeah. I'd That'd be would like, been awesome. That's Any character. And that's what definitely was yeah. missing out of that first one was that there was no stakes. Yeah. And what I like about the large ensemble of the new one, what James Gunn is doing mm-hmm. is there's, you're pretty confident. They're not going to kill Harley Quinn you know scene
1: seen dying right you know right. that, right yeah Cena's is right. dead <laughs>
0: there's yeah. no way
1: Cena's is making it through this and if well no i don't Cena know about makes that. it through this i don't know that. what the fuck well
0: if he does make it through that well even if he dies then this show could be a prequel because i'm talking about specifically that they, they i mean greenlit but... they greenlit a tv show about peacemaker sure but
1: I mean, Peacemaker has no
0: powers. I know, but he's so ridiculous, and Cena's so perfect for this because he's so earnest. He is a hundred percent. He is. I- I'm
1: not saying you can't make money. He's off the it. guy.
0: He's the guy that people would have fan cast as U.S. Agent, but he's mm-hmm. not. But he's better when he's when he's deadpanning absurdity.
1: Oh balls! Could you? Oh my god! Could you imagine what an awesome visual it would be? having Chris Evans and fucking John Cena. Like, this is what we think you are. Like, we fired you and this is what we think you are. Like, and just have fucking John Cena. Like, it's like, yeah, but that's not what I am. Like, that's just a steroided up meat that wants to kill things. Well, I still cannot wait to see what they do with uh, Falcon. Mr. Cena, no no disrespect intended. I'm just saying that you outmass mr yeah. evans by a substantial amount and on the screen it would look like they made you a frankenstein that's but all that's, i'm saying but that would, you're, you're and awesome. it would really work i
0: think it's a yeah. great approach and i hope that with falcon and winter soldier they do that, that they make us agent in that i hope they make God, it i hope
1: so yeah it really reminds me of right? all the missed opportunities with nuke in uh mm-hmm. jessica jones right all right yeah i mean he was he was a good actor like he was terrifying yeah. when he went off the rails but yeah yeah i mean nuke is nuke is big we just that needed was the problem, was, yeah
0: yeah we needed nuke we needed nuke to be big and we also needed him to i think that's an example of a character that really needed to be comics appropriate they should have yeah. just literally tattooed his face and been crazy now Ugh. that all said yeah. uh what i want out of this suicide squid uh, suicide squid that's a fucking amazing project oh my Monday. god we need
1: to make suicide
0: squid <laughs> Gotta write that down. Write it down. Suicide Squid. Oh my God! All right, it's happening. Okay, so Suicide Squad as a as a series for Peacemaker, what I want is I want it to have, I want it to have, just almost hallucinatory space madness in it. Like many steps beyond Doom Patrol, I want it to be like the Tick, like the Tick. Like, I want it to be, like, what is even right now? What are the rules of this universe? I don't even know. I want him to be, and the other thing I want him to do, and I don't know, I want it to be into the camera, fourth wall. I want Peacemaker talking to the camera about how great he is and his mission. I
1: agree with this. I am on board with the show you're pitching right now.
0: Okay, and if they don't do it, it's a terrible mistake. Okay, I have a couple miscellaneous items. One, uh, we had two different teneting, tenet type newses one was that um nolan threw himself on his sword and said that you know actually if you look at it in context tenant did pretty good i mean he's right but also
1: sorry brother nothing's open nothing's open
0: uh but on the other hand the good piece of news is that they have announced that tenant will be in the home on december 15th and i'm sorry that i i never we had I have to tell you, we even flirted, and you know this—we flirted with the idea of renting a theater to see *Tenet* and just having it the three of us. Yeah, but I couldn't. But no one in San Francisco would do it. No one in the Bay Area would do it. So, <clears throat> so everything here's closed
1: it. too, man. Like shit. Like yeah. movie theaters aren't even open. They're like, nah,
0: yeah. Nah. Even though I, it took me down this dark trail because, it, you know, they they said they said AMC and Alamo were doing it, and then I went on the sites and they said they were doing it, and then when I actually drill down and they said this theater is closed and i was like so i would have liked to have seen it i would have paid that money yep but i have a big tv so i'm stoked i can't wait to see it and uh, i really am interested to see whether the backlash against it is earned i think that i think some of nolan's stuff is i think there's aspects of inception and interstellar that don't hold up if you get really critical about it and frankly some of the batman stuff too but i don't care
1: so like I want to. I want to see whether it's
0: still rad. Third
1: act, right? Yeah. You're talking about the third act of any Nolan project. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> <laughs> and by third act for Batman, I mean the third movie. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, come on. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say just just the parts where Talia Al Ghul is biting those blood capsules, chewing oh. it with her incisors while she's under the thing. I love me some Tom Hardy, but man, <laughs> I love that movie anyway all right anyway the okay people. oh i love it <laughs>
1: of course well see the best thing about of that awesome. no one cares well, <laughs> well then why are you doing it if no one cares why are you doing it
0: to me to, the to me and and this is what a at i am the thing that i accepted everything in that movie except for i mean the high uh, the high note in that movie no one ever remembers anymore was that scarecrow got a kangaroo court which i thought was absolutely amazing but also, oh, cool. but I also that um, the, the part that I couldn't handle of all the absurdity in that movie, the part I couldn't handle was that Batman recovered from a spine break in a few months of lifting a concrete block. So,
1: uh, see, and that's my problem with it. We there's no uh, there's no concept of time in that movie. Yes, you can't. You don't know how, how long, long anything takes. You're right. You're right. You're right i did like I mean, though, because it's say, like i'm not going to put three months later in this you really need to because there's nothing indicating how long shit takes in this movie brother
0: here's where experienced uh, filmmaker chris nolan can learn something from a two jackasses on a podcast it's real easy it's called seasons mm. right mm. he's in in the fall he's out in the spring tells you how long it was all right that said unless it's san francisco in which case you have no idea
1: Nope. When it nope, wasn't not at all. It, oh, he's but... wearing shorts. It uh, could be anywhere between. Anywhere. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: You can't tell what the passage of time. But on the other hand, though, they really doubled down on the idea that he was beating himself up over the years and his body was breaking down like an old athlete. And yeah. that was amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, leg braces and such. Uh, item. Did Except he... when it didn't matter. Except when it didn't matter. Item. Disney's. Um, oh, and also though, here is another thing we've talked about this before, but I think it was this a great is our choice. This podcast
1: last six hours.
0: Of course, I. Did. I love it, and I love it. So I also strongly believe that one of the best choices he made in that movie, keeping in mind I think Batman's the weakest part of the movie, but the best choice that he made in that series was that Batman isn't, despite the fact that he was you know training as a ninja and such and whatever, he fought like a a street brawler. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's something that they doubled down on and made more made it more recognizable in Daredevil. But it was still a huge choice in so much as what they did in the Nolan one, that he wasn't just doing uh, you know, martial arts. Yeah. It was important. He was training with these people. He had it suggested that his training with Ghoul well, Razal Ghoul was about the psychological component of the training. Mm -hmm. He didn't walk away acting like a ninja. He learned tricks like the smoke bombs and having a blade on the wrists and whatnot, but he wasn't using all the martial arts moves so much as learning all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. I like that he was street brawler in that movie.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, so Which is why he beat up all those ninjas. They're like, we're going to do stuff. And he's like, I'm going to break your knee. That's right. (laughs) So speaking (laughs) of broken knees,
0: Disney has announced that they are apparently... Well, maybe they haven't announced, but supposedly, reportedly, supposedly, they are uh, doing a remake of The Black Cauldron. What do you
1: think about that? Um. So, uh, for those of you who knew Mike when he was little, yes, I found the Book of the Three when I was a wee boy and was intrigued by these stories. So when The Black Cauldron came out, I was like, oh, we're doing a Terran book? Um. So I didn't didn't read that book. I did not. Uh, fantastic. It's, I think it's five books, um, Mm -hmm. by Lloyd Alexander. Um, yes, that is correct. And they're, they're great. They are wonderful fiction for your children. Highly recommend them. Um, very steeped in this old English kind of mythology. Um, very cool horn King. Um, Mm -hmm. So, um, no, I don't think Disney should do it. I think it's a mistake. But, talk talk about a guy that looks like his characters. My gosh.
0: Lloyd Alexander looks (laughs) like.
1: Yeah, right?
2: Holy moly.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, I think you should let Black Cauldron, Dark Cauldron be what it. Black Cauldron? Black Cauldron? Dark Cauldron? Dark Cauldron? The blackest,
0: darkest. The blackest, darkest cauldron.
1: Yeah, it's. I'm sorry, it's not that. Is not the name of the books. (laughs) Um, The, uh, I think you should let it be what it is, and not shit on, um, what's his face, any more than you already have personally. Because that's where he left. Like that's where. So the reason why we have this break in animation in the '80s, kiddos, is because our boy was working for Disney was the man doing like all, like all the creepy Disney shit that you thought of in the eighties as creepy Disney shit was his thing. And he was like, we, um, we deserve a little more money being your animators and being worked to death. And they said, no. And he's like, Oh, check it out. All your animators are quitting and going to work with Don Bluth now. Oh, that's me because fuck you. We're out. And he left and made, the most brilliant of brilliant movies that gave every Gen Xer you've ever met nightmares for the rest of their life, but oh, it's yes. amazing. Called The Secret of Nim, <laughs> which oh, is an amazing yes. movie, and yes, you should yes. totally watch it. Don't show it to your kids until they're teenagers, but <laughs> yes. um, and then Disney ran him out of the business because
0: yeah, love the great. mouse,
1: but man, they suck sometimes. And by the way, we didn't bother to do
0: our tentacles and our octopuses, and it doesn't even matter. Let's keep going. Okay, Man. so infer our opinions. You know us well enough at this point. Three thousand three hundred thirty-three <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Johnny Depp has been removed from Fantastic Beasts. Surprise and
1: face.
0: And I'm not interested so much in. I'm not interested in so much whether or not that's appropriate. It's well, a well Amber hurt. Well,
1: change his face. Well, Why wouldn't you have done it in the last one?
0: Okay, but I mean, all the all the all the discourse about this is about how he lost p- Pirates of the Caribbean, and now he's lost this, and it's all based on the claims made in the divorce lawsuits and such, and that hey, Amber Heard has the same sort of evidence against her, and she's still Mira. But I'm not interested in that so much because I think there's a dark underbelly in a lot of these people, and you know, the more you know, the more uncomfortable it gets. What I think is interesting is supposedly they have been talking to Mads Mickelson to replace him. And I'm 100% there, buddy. Oh,
2: Oh.
0: in hundred percent in one of the greatest mistakes that Marvel Disney Marvel has made is that they underutilized him in Dr. Strange. They gave him brown Uh, robes and crackly eyes. And they said, that's a villain design.
1: uh, I mean, I'm happy. He was a villain. I wish he wasn't gotten rid of,
0: well yeah if he was right really at the end of the day but i mean like how did they take an opportunity Fair. how did they take an opportunity to give to take a character an actor like that and put him in brown robes with crackly eyes and call it done and then take the other take another actor and say well in the next one you're going to be baron morto and then you're going to have all these who has all these amazing designs in the comics and yeah, maybe but you'll he's get am- them and maybe like, you he's- won't
1: Agreed. Agreed. No, you know what? I don't know. I do I all don't...
0: the Kirby costumes they could have given Mads. Mikkelsen.
1: I know. I know. I agree. I agree. I don't know. I don't know um, what they were. Imagine thinking. just imagine him with the bolts and
0: the and the circuits and all the stuff all over him and just being the cosmic cosmic tech god stuff all over him. He would have just been amazing. It's generally my answer to almost everything they could have done in a Marvel movie is just do. I mean, there
1: is there are very few things I've seen Mads Mickelson in that I've been, been like. That was fucking fantastic, like the one where it's it's silent except for, oh. it's like it's him as what an Irish fucking battle brawler and he gets sold to people who goes to the Vikings. Like,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. what
1: was that movie? When it was I can't amazing. Remember the name. <laughs> so. Another, okay, so
0: I have another news item which is mm-hmm. to surprise you and me and everyone who hears this totally surprised cyberpunk 2077 is delayed again given that it's november yeah. Or November. Supposed november to come out now. supposed to
1: come out next 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 tuesday right 17th? Yeah yeah, yeah yeah it went
0: it went from september to november and now it's november to december and again i think the discourse is really more about how they claimed they weren't going to overwork the, the 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 staff and then they did overwork the staff and that sucks um, that work on the
1: ps5 is all i'm saying <coughs> Well, so what?
0: that's what I want to know. That's what I was leading to. I wrote down here, what about PS5 homes? That's what I wrote.
1: So, Holmes, what is it going to look like on the PS5? All right, so I'll, I'll give you my... I have had it for six hours in my house. All right, we're going to get um, to that. <laughs> so, the games that I have imported from my PS4 to my PS5, because they have backwards cap- uh, capability, because thank you, PS5, Um it's Everything still PS3, imported, right? Yeah, right. Everything I've imported looks better. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay. I mean, maybe that's psychosomatic. Maybe I'm like, it's on the PS5, so of course it's better. But I'll tell you right now, Destiny 2 is fucking gorgeous. I have it a theory is, about that. I have a theory about that. beautiful. So um, I have a
0: theory about why things are looking better on the PS5. All right, so to hey, me. And I I say this as a dilettante who doesn't know anything about how uh, games are rendered anymore. Mm-hmm. The last time I was involved in that industry, I was designing sprites. So it's been a while. Polygons were a stretch. But here's my thing. <laughs> my sense is that the character models are rendered separately from backgrounds, which are rendered separately from effects. And so the reason I say that is, as I sent to you before, I'm having a graphics failure on the PS4. right? Yep. Where character models, not in... Jump cuts and st- or uh, movie. What are they called? Movie cuts, but um, actual gameplay characters. Yeah, will have these rapidly changing black polygon edges all over the place. All over the place. Like it looks like That's some sort really of really weird. weird man. Yeah, you yeah. saw that. You saw the clip I sent you, right? I Where did. all, yeah. it's all over. I
1: felt that was a really weird visual glitch. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then the background doesn't have it. The effects don't have it. But only the characters that you're playing and the main characters that are interacting with
1: have that glitch.
0: Have and you, that told me that the graph
1: have, have you tried getting an external hard drive plugged into USB port and putting it's everything all, on that? Already is, yeah. And I've
0: changed God, the drive. Bless, I but I've but okay. I've read a lot about different glitches that the PS4 has had, and they all yeah. connect there's different ones. And they almost all connect to failures of the graphics card in certain ways. And it may be realized if If the effect is wrong on the character model but not on everything else, that suggests to me that the graphics engine is is calculating and generating that separately from everything else. Seems so it fair. makes me think that if the data that's in the models is of a certain level of detail, the p s five is just is more fine is more smoothly and crisply rendering that and maybe doing some sort of interpolation to create some new Do I don't know.
1: It's gorgeous. It is a beautiful fast system. I love it so much it right does, now. It
0: does, smack, it does smack of like uh, Blade Runner, right? Like, enhance, 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 and all of a sudden somehow it's clearer than the original <laughs> material, right? So now yep. tell me how you managed to get this PS5 when I've wasted two different days of my life failing miserably at it.
1: Um, so I am, I am one of the blessed few who Sony sent an email to and said hey, you're one of the Sony family. Would you like to pre-order a PS5? And I said, Yes, I would. Thank you, Sony. Interesting.
0: Yeah. I I pre- I requested the pre-order from them but never heard back. Yeah. It has to do it must have to do with your game time on PS Plus, maybe, and like it sees that you're active or
1: so Ruby and I Ruby and I looked at looked at my game time. Do you wanna <laughs> do you wanna guess my destiny from Destiny one to Destiny Two? Do you wanna guess How many hours I have played Destiny?
0: Yes. 3,333.
1: Higher. (laughs) I have played Destiny for 5,526 hours. Do you know how many hours I've played Destiny? No. How many? Zero. Zero. I've never played it.
0: Um, I have I've
1: never played it. I've had I, I've had really good luck in that a lot of people are like blah blah blah. I've had uh, a solid group of people I've played with since Destiny sorry, since Destiny One. And shout outs to Ashford. I've had uh, a partner since the beginning of that game who has yeah. always been like, Hey, we need to go do X, let's go do it and he and I buckle down and knock out things that are meant for a three man squad with two people. Oh, that's um, awesome. Um like, we're just, it's awesome. And, uh, but I mean, we, now, now we have a very solid clan, and we have lots of, like, clan events. And that's, that's the problem. If you're playing Destiny alone, you're playing Destiny incorrectly. Yeah. Find a clan, find people to play with. That's how you make the game work. Well,
0: and a problem for me on a lot of those multiplayer games is that if you didn't get in on the ground floor, there's no one to play with because you're too, you're a novice and oh. they're all too expert.
1: Lucky for you, Beyond Light dropped on Tuesday, which reset the cap for everyone. We are all at ground floor again.
0: Yeah, but you have the the, the familiarity with the game and the ability, you know, the you got the hours. True,
1: true. Oh no, no, yeah, no. I mean, yes, I'm going to do things better, but I mean, I got, just so uh, you know, it reset itself.
0: I got PS Plus in order to play Overwatch, and mm-hmm. when I and when I first started playing Overwatch, I was doing pretty good, and I was like, nice and then eventually i started <laughs> pl- i i i played around overwatch and i was decimated by some you know some kid who was you know throwing yeah. throwing potty potty language at me and bouncing or jumping around and i'm like wait a minute and then i realized what was happening was i was playing on low server load times because my time window to play yeah so my problem with my time window is that generally speaking there's less people on until the game is really popular overseas at which point there's a lot of people on and if it's a yeah. international server then it's chocolate block with young kids from the other side of the world and they destroy me. All right. So yeah, you have the PS five. I'm glad to hear that it's going well. I've wasted two days and it frustrates me because they don't just, they should have had the entire limited stock of it as reserved pre-order. Yeah. Have, have a lottery. Just be, I, I hate this, this, conceit that we have now with products like this where it's the mad dash and i'm in i'm in it on all the stuff i don't need the ps5 my kids are playing it not me <laughs> and right. they could deal it was more like just why not try to get it right mm-hmm. but i'm i'm in this with the apple stuff the iphones and things like i this idea that we all have to race and press 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 like it's the old days of getting concert tickets it yeah. kind of irritates me because as a person of my age i don't have the time i can't afford the time to sit there and i can't believe that in the original pre-order window i went to three different sites and was and 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 basically was spun and spun and spun and then it would collapse and then once again today the others were all out and the only one that claimed to have any inventory was walmart and i broke my walmart ban and they would have chunks of it available on three hour windows and every time i had it in my cart i was trying to process and it, and then the site would cascade and fail. I sent you a screen cap of it. Yep. So that happened four times today. I'm sorry, and, and I'm just like, well, who gives a shit? But the bigger picture issue is, why? What because... does it get them to have that much de- that much screaming uh, intense demand for it? Other than making the scalpers money?
1: Because we're a month and a half out from Christmas.
0: Yeah, but pre make a make a lottery and a reservation system, and then they'll sell all their
1: units. I, I know, but you've we they. Garnered all this hype, and everyone really wants one now, so the sales for Christmas are going to be fucking astronomical.
0: Well, so what they're doing is they're trying to give people the, the false hope that they have a chance of getting it, which yeah. I think is, is disingenuous is all.
1: I agree.
2: Maybe if Marketing I had gotten one today, is... I wouldn't have
0: the same statement. But <laughs> Marketing is a lie. So what did you buy that was PS5 specific when you bought it? Miles
1: Morales, Spider-Man. And have you cracked it yet? I have cracked it. I have installed it. I have not played it because it looks beautiful Destiny, Destiny dropped three days ago, and I'm still trying to hit. That's a lie. I hit cap. I'm at, I'm at a pretty decent light level. I will say. Um, now that's a PS4 up, upgraded PS4, or is that a PS5 mm-hmm. port? It's a PS4 game. Okay. Um, in a month and a half, I think it'll do the the upgrade. Okay. I mean, it's a it's free to play. Anyone can play Destiny. Uh the new Beyond Light is forty bucks for extra content, but the base content, anyone can touch it. Got it. Yeah, Miles and they did a really cool thing where they opened up the PS library and said, Hey, since you've bought a PS five, here are games you can play with PSN for
0: free. I saw that. But that's with PS plus though. PS Plus has that, yes. Right. But, I mean, um, if you're going to do anything online, you have to
1: have PS Plus, so... Correct. I mean,
0: and as I found the hard way, if you have two kids in the house, they want you to have two PS Plus accounts. Some some stuff will allow it to work, and some doesn't, so... F-minus. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, I noticed that, so, I don't know if, my, if the Morales game is going to be the, s- the standard by which the other games port this way, but it's like the basic edition is just the Morales game, and then the Ultimate Edition gives you the remastered Spider-Man game of 2 oh,
1: that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be nice. So oh, I have that I in bought, my cart, and I, I bought have... the game. So I hope I get all the extra bonus bits. But we'll I see. have it too. Yeah. yeah. Um.
0: Mateo's pretty good at it, man. You know, it's like I love video games. I just never have the time to play them. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I
1: mean, you're 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 more a studious human than I am. <laughs> well, okay, but so the
0: other thing is um, the other game I had in my cart is uh, the Little Big Planet, the new version of that, which I think. I'm a big Really good fan games. Yes. Really yes. good games.
1: I always wanted to program in those and never got around to it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. It, it seemed like I had a lot of promise and then I tried a couple of people's worlds and I'm like,
1: well, <laughs> it's like Pitfall. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Um, I have another news item, which is that Dave Bautista has signed on for a possibly multi-film franchise, but starting out with a single film where he's hunting the galaxy's most dangerous criminals. Did you read that? So the premise is- Is he Lobo? Super- Oh my no, God, is he Lobo? Oh, but it should have been. But what he is is the... It's alien super, you know, sort of predator style. Alien super menaces have landed. Criminals have uh-huh. landed on Earth. And he's an Earth guy who's uh-huh. going after him. So it's sort of okay. like a nod to the 80s, that kind of imagery yeah. in the 80s movies. And so I thought, hey, because I love Bautista as a, yeah. as a human and as an actor. And I'm, I'm really stoked about it, right? Also another item that you mentioned the other we mentioned i don't know several podcasts worth but why the last man didn't did in fact return (laughs) and we asked where's the place for why anymore (laughs) yeah apparently they're still gonna do it they got new new some more people have been cast and they say they're going forward with it
1: (laughs) and i don't know how they diversify themselves anymore and i'm gonna fuck up this number and i i i supremely apologize to everyone out there you know, there's a movie that Jessica Chastain's in called "Love and Monsters."
0: No, Jessica
1: that... Chastain. Yeah,
0: Jessica... Chastain. oh, okay.
1: Is that three fifty six, three sixty five, yeah. three? God damn it! It's the same. It's yeah. the same yeah, 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 fucking name yeah. as the character in "Why the Last Man." Right, and it's a it's a group of women assassin, uh women spies. Three fifty five. Yes. 365? 355. Is it three? is it three five five really? That seems yes. wrong. Okay.
0: Supposedly that's what it is,
1: but Okay. No, no no, cool. Then I mean that's yeah, so Jessica Chastain has a new movie coming out that is that that name, and I'm like, sweet, I mean that's what Why the Last Man's character is based on, and why are we gonna do Why the Last Man now? <laughs> because this movie seems better. Um
0: so are you these fish? no, I'm eating these. I, I don't know how as a life as a lifer in uh, gummy bears. I don't know how I discovered these late, but they're called twin snakes from Haribo. Yeah, okay, so, I know what those are. So it's two snakes. Yeah, and the de- the deal is that they're different flavors and they're linked. Yeah, and so one of them is a interesting flavor and one is a really tart flavor, and so the combination okay. is really weird.
1: So that looks like looks to me. Like a cherry raspberry kind of thing going. What is it? Sure isn't. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <'Cause
0: they> never... <laughs> sure. They def... sure isn't. No, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they never identify let's see. Oh, here it is. They do. Uh-huh. blueberry and black currant.
1: Eh. Eh. Eh.
0: Our other options include... are you ready? Apple yeah. and lemon and cherry and orange.
1: Apple and lemon. Oh, awesome. I love that flavor. You put the lime put the lime in the coconut,
0: right? Alright.
1: Oh my god.
0: Uh Maisie Williams, there's a trailer for Maisie Williams as a new movie um called Two Weeks to Live.
1: Do you love Maisie Williams. Alright.
0: Did you see that trailer? So in I Two Weeks not. to Live, she's it's sort of like a uh irreverent murder murder comedy version of the show that Ellie Kemper did after the office where she was in a capsule with a bunch of cultists and came out of it. And she was like, remember that one that she did that TV show? No. All right. So Maisie Williams has been in a bunker with her mom. Who's been yeah. telling her it's been the end of the world and the apocalypse has happened and everything is doomed and has told her about some, some, you know, indig- it, you know indignities and things that have happened to her and her family she escapes the bunk- bunker, or she escapes this compound and gets taken back again. She escapes and gets taken back. Finally, she escapes for good, and she's off to right the wrongs. But she's never been in the real world because she's always been in this sure. bunker or whatever. And so now she's hooked up with a couple of people, and she's on this, like, quest to go, revenge quest to go kill people based on the oh, things I they did. Oh, I think I
1: have this on my to-watch list. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I really like Maisie Williams, and I want to see her keep get interesting roles and this is a fun one it feels really well suited to her
1: yeah uh, yeah I'm yeah I agree I like her I want to do good good luck so that's a thing
0: now do you watch uh, Goldberg's
2: no I don't okay
0: Adam F. Goldberg is the creator and he's a writer producer and director for that show the show loosely based on his own life not the same actor as Adam Goldberg Adam F. Goldberg. So anyway, it's a you know, it's a uh single camera goofy sitcom, sitcom right? about the eighties. Yeah. Okay. And so anyway, growing up in the eighties and it's really it leans heavily. They had a few special episodes that had eighties nostalgia stuff in them, like themes. And then all of a sudden, that was popular, so now every episode's a theme, right? Like, in the 80s, 1980-something, we were really into Robocop. And the whole episode's about Robocop, right? Sure. Anyway, Adam F. Goldberg apparently wrote a treatment for a Goonies 2. And he did concept art, and he did the whole pitch, and he got a meeting with Richard Donner, and he pitched it. And And he's being coy about what happened. And I think that's interesting, because if you were to do another goonies if it is in that sort of more like what i will give that show is that it's very it's very quirky and i like that as an idea okay because our version our version as adults of why goonies is good is based on a combination of our nostalgia as kids for those of us who saw it which i was not one of and our adult amusement at looking back at it and how weirdly dated it
1: is yes did you just say you didn't see Goonies as a child? We've talked about this. Talk Despite about it again.
0: I never saw it, but I always felt like I saw it. Sure. So when I actually did see it, we 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 showed the kids this movie in the pandemic, and I was tripping out because I saw all these images and clips of things all strung together, and saw what it was what was really happening. I was like, "This is really weird." <laughs> like, I was trying. As with so many of these projects, I try to imagine the pitch meeting and how much coke was involved.
1: Yep. Fair.
0: Because, hello, there's a lot of coke involved in that pitch meeting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, Goonies is a weird movie. Goonies is weird that it exists and that it happened at all.
0: (laughs) And some of my favorite stuff in that movie is the... It isn't the weird, like, pirate adventure off the Oregon coast and all that weird stuff. My favorite stuff is the surreal version of normalcy in that movie. Them being outside and looking and there's someone out there at the street and all the weird stuff at the house at the beginning. And then my favorite is at the end when they've survived and they have come back and there's this whole like media congregation and law enforcement and whoever else. And they're all out on the coast and there's the beautiful surf behind them. And there's like it's just so randomly 70s and weird, 70s, 80s and weird. Yeah.
1: I don't know. My favorite is when they're going to put the kid's hand in the blender, and then he starts confessing, and uh-huh. one criminal is like, "I love this kid." Yeah, <laughs> that was the plus. Joy movie. pants, like twenty year old
0: joy pants. No kidding. <laughs> and the mom—that was their second to last movie, I think, right?
1: Yeah. That After throw uh, from the train,
0: from Mama from the train. Yeah. I read a lot of back behind the scenes stuff about the movie, and it sounds yeah. like it was insane
1: fair. I mean, some of those stunts were like, did you put a kid down a, down a chute with water? We <laughs> <You> did! did. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> did you put all the kids down a chute with water? No. We put them down different chutes with water.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly how many low-light grab-asses did we have to have in one movie? It was very strange. Alright, so... A couple, of, uh, a couple of Star Wars items really quick. One... I don't know how I didn't realize this until now. Read in an interview. Did you know that Jessica Henwick was shortlisted for Ray in, in uh, the sequels? I did not. Six months of auditions. Wow. Screen wow. tests, everything. And at the last minute, they went with, what's her name? Uh <laughs> What's Daisy, Rid- her Daisy- name? No, Daisy Ridley. But we almost had a person of you know, a person of color as the main character in a Star Wars movie. She happens to be one of my favorite actresses. That'd have been I interesting. Just, can you imagine? She'd have been awesome and, as Ray. And that was before she was a sand snake. So that was like before anybody even knew who she was. Because her her appearance in Game of Thrones was really one of the first times that she was out there and people started to really know her. It's the first time I think I knew who she was. So, She'll be in... She'll be in... um, The Matrix? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what I was thinking of, yeah.
0: Anyway, I just try to imagine the Star Wars that could have been, right? With her as Rey. And the bullshit about her family legacy would have been easily settled because it's very clearly not any of this any of the <laughs> It's currently it's clearly not one of the all of the bullshit possibilities that they were going around and around and around and around with in the
1: in the third one before they settled on what they did. I mean it she still could have been. I mean it's his son, it's granddaughter, so well
2: yeah.
0: it was a greater opportunity to make it an entirely different
1: it was but clearly, it was always going to be that i feel like it was
0: non royalty character
1: right i feel always going that was always going to be that character but yes i agree
0: yeah. um so speaking of things that could have been and i'm kind of glad they weren't uh george lucas is talking again it was so i don't want to be yeah.
1: I'm, I'm not i'm a dumbass here right she is calling wing right oh yeah okay cool just and we got, just and making we sure. got we got screwed out of... Uh, we got screwed out oh of Daughters of the Dragon. Daughters of the Dragon would have been such a good... Those two actresses were so good together. Oh, and, and we got so
0: screwed out of an iron fist that was a sword. We got it in one scene, and then that was all we got. And yeah. she was more interesting I mean,
1: in that show than he was, but she was oh, more interesting with that
0: power than he was.
1: Yeah, that <clears> second <throat> season where it was basically Colleen Wing, oh yeah, and Danny Rand... Yeah, yeah, I was all in
0: on that show. <laughs> so speaking of a uh, Star Wars that could have been that wasn't but I'm glad it wasn't. Um for all the complaints you have about uh that you might have about the sequels and again I'm kinder on them than most people. George Lucas was interviewed for that really massive uh coffee table series, coffee table book series, you know, the ta- was it Tachin or Tashin? I don't know how you say that. The, the art big art books and stuff right, yeah, and so this guy was doing, and I've been following him on Twitter, I, he's been buying the editing whenever because... I go to Disney,
1: I buy one, so yeah, yeah,
0: so the guy that's editing those books and writing them, I've been following him for I don't know a year and a half on Twitter, and these books the this latest book finally came out, and the you know the news is picking up on bits of it, and one of the things is that Lucas spends a lot of time interviewed in that book talking about what his plan was for the sequels, loosely sure. And it was, let's see, it was the stormtroopers don't want to dr- lay down their arms, and so the Imperial Remnant, remnant, remnant uh, continues, which is okay. But he describes it in these really weird, goofy, lucas ways. Like, they go and find new, co- they form a new country out in the Outer Rim. What? <laughs> you know, and they make planets. I don't know whatever he means. I think he just means they go out and they create another.
1: Sure. Imperial remnant go and be stormtroopers somewhere else.
0: Yeah, they, it just means that the empire just goes to the fringe and stays there. But he says that it the the sequels in his view was going to be all about the rise of the syndicates and how they absorb that they fill in the vacuum and that the his concept for the sequels was basically a nod to the Iraq War and the fallout of what happened. Through the course of that vacuum and talking about... Sure. So, so his thing was that the main enemies in the movie were going to be Darth Maul as the head of the Syndicate, and that he was going to have an apprentice, Darth Talon, which is a character from the Legacy books, right? Twi'lek. Yet, it's a Sith, and he says it's Syndicate stuff, so I don't know, it doesn't really work. But anyway, also,
1: uh Luke builds another sure. Jedi... So- did all the, I mean, did all the people who weren't, you know, our main characters talk with an Arabian accent and maybe step and fetch it a little bit? Because he hella racist. He hella hella racist. I'm just, that was, I was
0: going to get to that. Just can you imagine the the Lucas version of the sequels where it's the crime syndicate, but but inspired by the crisis in the Middle East? It would have been a bloodbath. Now, that said, he said, you know, it was going to be Luke building another Jedi order of kids and Luke would still die. And it was going to be all about Leia and Leia creating. And then ultimately they arrive at Leia becoming the grand chancellor of the new Republic and being the real chosen one and blah, 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 blah.
1: Anyway. So doesn't satisfy me. No, I mean, uh, thank you for making the thing, Mr. Lucas, hundred percent appreciate it. I love your movies. I love them. They were great. Uh, the prequels were hot garbage. Thank you for making those. because They had,
0: they had aspects of them that were... were you dumb. had to make them.
1: <laughs> All right. But um, I'm happy somebody took it away from you because we got the Mandalorian.
0: I'm glad that, that didn't happen. But the thing is, the syndicate stuff is actually a very... I, I agree that that's the most interesting thing about Star Wars is yeah. the non-Empire... non-directly Empire Rebellion conflict. Sure. Yeah. But Mandalorian Agreed. is hitting all the right. Mandalorian yeah. and Solo are hitting it in all the right ways. Agreed. And I
1: don't believe the prequel, the sequels would have done it. I am hopeful in another decade people will look back and be like, "No, Solo was good." Because right now everyone's like, "Man, it's garbage." I'm like, I don't know what the fuck movie you watch, but that's a good movie. But okay, whatever. My rat electrician
0: was here at the house today, and we spent a good ten minutes of uh, his quality time talking about how good solo was and how we just need to give it time and then get back to that. You know, the honest, honest, and I told him about how we have a couple of minority opinions on this podcast that don't appreciate it, but uh, you know, the, the honestly, what really makes that story so interesting to me is that the rebellion and the empire or the resistance and the first order or the post post rebellion, new Republic and the remnant, it's a lot like the stories that I like where people are dealing with Mecca above them yeah, and this is the street level people dealing with it. The Mecca yeah. crushed the yeah. buildings as they walk by and now we're dealing with the reality. It's what made Rebels good and it's yeah. what made Mandalorian good. Yeah. I like that the Remnant is in the Mandalorian. I like that there's the Jedi adjacent stuff happening but I like that it's about the regular people in between. And I want more of that. Right? Agreed. Agreed. And the only other thing I would say about Star Wars, and I'm not super thrilled about it, is you know how the High Republic project's under underway, and it's books and games and whatnot. And so they released some character art from the main characters, and they're not very interesting ideas of hundreds of years ago Jedi that don't look su- Any sufficiently... Any
1: different than the fucking Jedi we see right no,
0: now. No, no, they didn't do a good job. And the other thing that really bothered me was then they released more recently what the villains are. I mean, to be fair, the Dark
1: Horse... Old Republic didn't look any different yeah. than the freaking current Jedi I either. Look, no, I, I mean, no one no one has ever done anything new with the Jedi. They all look like fucking Obi-Wan, except with better clothes.
0: Yeah, and the fundamental disaster where Lucas leaned into the popularity of Obi-Wan's look and decided that all the Jedi always had to be in brown Shogun robes. Yeah, And that was a huge mistake because he was very deliberately wearing brown drab robes to blend in in Tatooine. And this is a complete bullshit. It's a travesty. I'm outraged. But I'm not really. So here's the thing. The villains in this High Republic turn out to be sort of like it's going to be
1: Lovecraftian. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, wait. Are you telling me the villains in the fucking High Republic are Yuuzhan Vong? But they're not. They're not. But they're, but they are but they're not. Ugh, F minus. If you're... You know what? Fine. Steal whatever you want from the Expanding Universe and bring it back in however the fuck you want. I don't care anymore. I mean, it's just... Like, it's a step step in the
0: right direction making it different than what we've seen. They're calling it the Nihil. Like these pirates that are linked to a big... uh, space demon thing called the Martian Ro, the eye of the Nihil, which is like a giant I don't know. That the Dren the Drenjer, there's all these weird I I need <laughs> to go look y- that up.
1: I, I fear I've read that before. But okay, so um in the last <clears throat> episode of the Man- of the Mandalorian, you remember that yeah. ant thing you saw? Yes. I swear to God, we're gonna there's a module that. from West End Games where you deal with that thing's race and they live in hyperspace and they suck. That's funny. Uh, yeah. Well,
0: spoiler for our next segment, which is, we're going to talk about in our robot review, we're going to talk about The Mandalorian Season 2, right? Yeah. Oh, we might as well just go ahead and segue to that.
1: You expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of
0: enemy sorcerers?
2: This is the way.
0: So, we've seen two episodes and at the time of this recording the well, I'll tell you what, the the third episode's going to be online in an hour and a half. Yep. Episode 1 was Tatooine and the Crate Dragon and then episode 2 was a unnamed moon or unnamed planet with spider monsters, right? Yep. But so, uh
1: spider monsters which we've seen before. Yes. 100%. Yes, so
0: let's so let's talk about the first episode. Um, yeah. Talk about the expectations being high going into ma- to uh, the Mandalorian season two.
1: Oh, dude, really? High, yeah. high. We came out of season one. Yeah, no, and and I will say that I am on track to be happy with season two. I like love that first that episode was very solid. I
0: love that they didn't ignore what happened but they have a very consistent and telegraphed thread for the season which is and he says it, right? The armor said I got to find the mandalorians because if I yep. find the mandalorians they'll tell me how to find his kind. So I have to get him home because that's my that's my commitment now. So therefore if I find mandalorians they'll help me find this guy. It's a straightforward linear role-playing game adventure, which is what I've been saying that these movies need. All these movies that have gone wrong in the last 10 years or 15 years that we've complained about things. Look at Hellboy that we just were talking about earlier. Give me a linear story where people gather and they have a mission and they got to do it and things get in their way. And in the end, there's a little bit of twist, but they get the job done. That's a story that is very straight- straightforward in structure and you know what you're going to get and it works just fine. Yeah, And they're, and these random, all these movies we see that spin off the rails and they don't have structure and there's no hero's journey. It's just, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, I don't... In this one, he just says, this is what I'm doing and that's what I'm going yeah. to, I'm doing it and I'm heading out there. And that's why I got to go back to Tatooine for the 80th time because this guy said he's there and I, he even says it right for us. He says, Tatooine, I was fucking just in Tatooine. Yeah, right? like, yeah. Because it's the, it's the thing that always yeah. drives me nuts about Star Wars that we have five planets, five always going back to the five planets. Yeah. And if we don't so go it's to a them. the galaxy,
1: stop go going to, to the same goddamn planets.
0: And we go yeah. to other planets that look like those planets, and it's just this yeah. whole thing. I like that he spoke right to us and said, yeah, I know I'm going back to Tatooine. And we all know I have to go back there because Boba Fett's there. And this is why I got to do it. Yeah. And I was happy with that.
1: Oh, my God. So we were watching it. And Ruby goes, is that fucking Timothy Oliphant? And I was like,
2: <laughs> I...
1: And she goes, look at the way he's walking. That's yes. fucking Timothy Oliphant. And I was like, it sounds like Timothy Oliphant. Takes off the helmet. I'm like, I'll be goddamn. Yep. Look at that. Timothy Oliphant. <laughs>
0: well, when he was... I mean, they, they reported that he was cast for season two. And they also, because of the Boba Fett rumors, there was a lot of, uh, you know, scuttlebutt that he would be Cobb. Um, which is, I as I understand it, it's a character from the more recent comics. Is that
1: right, Cobb Van? Um, or
0: is it, oh, no, no, it's Aftermath books, right? Aftermath, that I haven't yeah. gotten to yet. I haven't gotten to the part where he comes into it. but um,
1: I love this character. I thought he was
0: great. <laughs> but, I mean, talk about great ways of circumventing expectation, which they did, like, five yeah. times in this episode. But the idea that he walks in and they don't get right down to it, they're like, yeah. oh, the Mandalorian, are you talking about? And he I love right he's there.
1: Like, I love how he's like, you might be used to getting what you want where you're from, but I make the rules here. And he's like, give me the armor. He's like, calm. Let's be calm.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I also love that in that same scene he went from so I can see you're a real Mandalorian. Yeah. And you gotta fuck shit up. So maybe I will let's come up, let's compromise. Which yeah, really... like I I need some help. <laughs> he's he so. was very his transition was very smooth. Yeah. In And I really liked it about the character that he was like, okay, the calculus is I'm wearing this because it has allowed me to get things done. But yeah. what I really need to do at this point, the...
1: kill that fucking great yeah. dragon. Yeah. yeah.
0: The, yeah.
2: the,
0: yeah, the, the reputation of me in this armor has scared away all those gangs, yeah. but this is a thing I can't solve for the town. Yeah. I'll happily give up the armor. And what I loved about that is it's deconstructivist from the perspective of how all of us, despite our best efforts and logic, Fetishized the Boba Fett thing. We fetishize the armor. We fetishize the image of Boba Fett, and it's like so.
1: Here's the funny thing. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not disagreeing. Finish your stop. Finish your no, just, and then I'll talk. No, no, I,
0: the subversion of expectation when he appears and it's not Boba Fett. Yeah, him being yeah. lanky. Him being yeah. lanky, and the armor doesn't fit him. Yeah, it's he broken. doesn't wear it. He doesn't wear it in a. In a way that it looks menacing. You look. You yeah. go back to Pascal, and he's he's like he looks. He's, he yeah. looks like he's gonna destroy you, and, and then he's you go a back good to Cobb.
1: Shorter, yeah. Like, like, yeah. No, uh, it's yeah. It's so. Here is the thing. So, yeah. I used to be a big Boba Fett fan. Yeah. I have a Boba Fett helmet on my dresser right here. I can pull yeah. it down and show you, hundred percent. Then the Mandalorian happened. And I was like, oh shit, this is what I liked. Right. Not his ass. These guys. Right. And, like, now I look at my boyfriend, I'm like, yeah, yeah, all right.
0: Well, Mando is a perfect. The reason he's so perfect to me is that the Clone Wars and Rebels really deepened the understanding of the concept of this, of this creed of different species, this, this culture made them really rad as a, as a, concept, this yeah. warrior clan thing and everything else, and you've got, really gave it enough backbone to make you interested and then Mando is the solo guy like that with the backbone that we've now learned Yeah, that beefs it up and the only thing that sucks is we're still inheriting the weird ass choice that Lucas made where he randomly decided that for whatever reason Jango was wearing Mandalorian armor, but wasn't a Mandalorian. Yeah, because I mean, they're getting leg out legs in that, and they're 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 working it into the story, and it's going to be a whole thing. Clearly, it's going to be a thing. Oh yeah, but it's it's convoluted that he was never a
1: Mandalorian to begin with, right? So, so I would be I would be a hundred percent happy if this season. The only time we saw Boba Fett was the end of that first episode, and that was just a, yeah, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, rock on, go do what you're fucking doing. I don't care anymore. Like, right. not my life. Well,
0: well, one thing I do like is they set up the narrative that he's hunting a Mandalorian because he thinks if he finds a Mandalorian, he's going to find other, he's going to find another covert, sure. and then you know yeah. all those things. But what we've set up with is he's in an environment now where he's going to be hunted by the guy that wants the armor. So the guy that we we went into the season thinking he's going to find he's going to be hunting down a Boba Fett.
1: But I mean, why would Boba like? I I I, I disagree. Why why would he care about the armor? Right, Boba Fett knew where the armor was. He could have taken Oleya Fett out. Good point. Right. Well, here's the thing:
0: we don't actually know that Boba Fett's going to appear.
1: I mean, he already asked.
0: Well, because of uh, the episode in the season one. Yeah, Where I mean the end play. of that
1: episode. That's totally that's Boba Fett. Well, okay, sorry. That is someone who looks like a clone trooper. I assume that's Boba Fett. Wait, because he's
0: burned. No, no, no. In season one, when Ming Na oh. was left right. for yeah, dead, yeah, yeah. and you get yeah, the yeah. step up, and it, they have, you hear the spur jingle.
2: Yeah.
0: And I noticed what they did in season two to make things com- complicated is they added spur jingle to uh, Mandalorian.
1: Oh
2: yeah,
0: and in season one you didn't have it, hmm. so they're trying to complicate things a little bit and make it like. Oh look,
1: I'll look and I'll listen for that. I'll go yeah. back and rewatch. That's interesting. Now, Good. now because we commented about his spur jingle in season two, right? Well, in season one, so, no, we commented on Mando's spur jingle in season two.
0: Yeah, what I'm saying is he now has a spur, a spur jingle. Mm-hmm. They've added it's added spur jingle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what I'm, so okay so so what i'm saying is they're putting a lot of work into misdirection.
1: Okay.
0: So i left that episode of season 1. Okay, so anyway, really quickly, we're jumping around on on episode 1, but at the very end of episode 1, uh Mando's racing off on a speeder bike and he's got a net full of both at armor parts, not the whole armor. Uh, and you see a and guy watching a him.
1: Dude. Yeah. There's
0: a dude watching him from an outcropping, he's in a robe. He's got the traditional weapons of a Tuscan raider. On his back, and, and, and it is bald. the actor
1: who is yes,
0: and it's Tomorrow Mart- Morrison, and it's yeah, and it's the actor Tamara Morrison who was all the clones. His what's complicated things is his IMDb page said that he was on the show as Boba Fett and then took it away. So the question is, just within the continuity of the show, so I was convinced what we're seeing is Commander Rex, because they be need awesome. to bring in. They need to bring in. They're going to bring in Ahsoka. They're going to bring in Sabine Wren, and I'm like, it's it's Rex. Now, the problem is, and a friend of mine,
1: he would have a a, well, maybe the facial hair,
0: maybe, but we haven't seen anything from this period, so he doesn't have to have a. a, But but here's something else that someone mentioned for me, yeah, which is (laughs) that Rex. So Boba Fett ages at a different rate than Rex. So Boba Fett would be that age in this timeline.
1: Oh, okay. I right. Know that. Well, he was,
0: remember his Django's thing was, I want a clone that ages at normal rate and is just like me, but is right. left alone. No programming. Right, right. So he would age to the point where tomorrow Morrison is now. Whereas if okay. he was a clone right. by this point in the story, which is 30 yeah. something years, 37 years or something after the Clone Wars. At the accelerated aging of the clones, just as we saw in Rebels, even in Rebels, which is prior to New Hope. True,
1: true. The surviving clones
0: we saw were old and kind of thick and had big beards and they were all white-haired. So if it really was Rex, he would be much older. And so now I'm starting to think maybe I'm wrong. And I'm really hoping we get Rex, though. I'm really hoping we do.
1: I love Rex. Because I Rex love the, the character. Yeah.
0: So Chris, who couldn't be with us again, but, you know, he actually has been catching up. He started watching the Clone Wars, and I think he's into Rebels now, and he's starting to get it, right? About why Rebels we like it so much.
1: Good. Rebels and, is so good.
0: And, and it's reminding me, as I talk to him a little bit, and I think about it, it's reminding me of just how deeply, painfully tragic the story of the clones is and how much you feel it.
1: Oh, it's fucking rough, dude
0: you feel it's it especially in you feel it especially in rebels because they yeah. are like the worst of the castoffs out there in the desert whatever driving around in that crazy ass at-at wasn't it like an at no, no. it was a tank that was converted was it was it was, it was, was the, it was the
1: predecessor to the at-at yeah 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 right it was that it was that shitty
0: at-at <laughs> yeah the shitty at-at yeah. the
1: I whole think story of it.
0: them Yeah, just the story of them—the clones being the ultimate version of the disposable hero, which is so tragic. Yeah, the idea that they were they were disposable even to the to most of the Jedi. Yeah, as an example of the Jedi's hubris was—it's so poignant in the cartoons, and you don't get a hint of it in the movies. Yeah,
1: yeah, the like the bit there's a whole I think it's like a three season a three episode arc where there's this Jedi who just throws clones yeah. to their death. Like, he's just right. like, go they're fight farmers. over there. Yeah, it's it's so effed up. It's so good. Um, but it does a good job it's of a showing episode. What's episode.
0: Was that? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So one of the things that struck me in season one, and I think this is just, I mean, we can't have everything, but I'm really getting frustrated by they, they're doing so much work the the set designers and the costume designers are doing such a good job of grounding this world within the context of the continuity of the movies or the overall story mm-hmm. they make this feel like Endor Plus 7 right? Sure. It feels right right? The, even the new tech we see feels con- consistent yeah right? yeah yeah just like for the most part what we've seen in the cartoons if not the movies there are places where it didn't work as prequel tech but in some places it did this is really doubling down and feeling right it feels consistent yeah. but one of the things that's bothering me is when when we saw new hope as just star wars when we were younger right ben says oh the clone will you know and it's like this this thing that happened in the past The distant past, right? And then we see throughout the original uh, trilogy, people treat the concept of Jedi like it's a myth. Yeah. Okay. But you go back 30 years, and the Jedi were the leaders of, they were intrinsically woven into the leaders of government, and then leading into wartime, they're generals. Yeah. And people are aware of Jedi throughout the Clone Wars, they are aware of Jedi as sure. a thing. And even if you take into consideration the idea of a heavily propaganda burdens uh monoculture. Yeah. Right. Gal- galaxy large monoculture. And then you take into account the fact that they're folding in the imagery of the frontier and how people in the frontier with the exception of things they read in the newspaper had no idea what was going on in the rest of the world and all that other stuff. Yeah. It never was conceivable to me that in 30 years' time, the Jedi who were so well-known for centuries and were so such a big deal in the Clone Wars are a myth 30 years later. Because there's no analog in our culture about right. that myth other than things like the moon landing, right? People say the moon landing is a myth because no few people who are around you ever were directly related to the process of getting NASA to put people on the moon. Right. So it's easy you're for me.
1: Whose grandfather right. did it? Correct, <laughs> correct. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's um, you know what I'm saying though. Like, it I does, mean, other it than, I mean, you, you got to throw in space magic, man. No, because yes, it's that's what I told it you. Is, you though. It's 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 not great. It's not. It doesn't make any sense. But I mean, God bless him. He's good at many things. Well. Okay, but and he's really it, terrible at a lot of things, and this no, is but one they've of
0: continued, them. But they've continued that as I mean, in the current
1: leadership of this, well, you have to because they're saying the first three movies, the the prequels, and these are all one continuity, so whatever said, we got to go with it. I mean, but they're, they're just the pre- go with it, but
0: in the sequels, it's like they're talking to people, who are like, oh, the Jedi, and then right. in the New Hope. It's like, well, okay. So at that point, they had Luke Skywalker, the the legend of Luke Skywalker. So that explains why in the sequel, there's this mythic concept of the Jedi, but it exists sure. as a real thing. Yeah, and and maybe if you're willing to accept that in the time of New Hope, people have been indoctrinated by decades of propaganda machine from the Empire that two. squashes two decades. Yeah, two and a half dec two two and a half decades of. Yeah. Them slowly dismantling the symbols of freedom and protection for cultures in that right. time. You slowly erase the existence of them. I can understand that
1: in the, to a point, but when we, they were the generals in the Clone yeah. Wars, I would I would agree with you if we hadn't just had an election that I disagree with. No, yeah. okay. I mean, if if we had, I mean, I would agree with you if. I'm watching a world tell me that 50 of the people are like, no, no, we're okay. I'm like, I don't think we're okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that is a very good analogy.
2: Yeah.
0: That wasn't really around at that time. I mean, obviously yeah. he was he was doing a lot of Nazi propaganda allegory, sure. but you're right. Though in in the current era, we've ha- we've seen a lot of what programming and propaganda can do to shape reality. However. Shaping away the existence of a phenomenon like the Jedi Order and the Jedi Knights is still a hard reach for me. So here's where I'm getting with this.
1: Gold Star Families. Here's
0: where I'm, here's where I'm going.
1: What? Gold Star Families.
0: Gold Star Families. Mm-hmm. The Skywalkers. Is that what you're saying?
1: Well No, I'm just saying we've we've gone away with the fact that people who have sons and daughters who die in combat are not important. Oh, it's like, right. I mean, we've we have done a uh, uh, a hard right turn as a culture. <laughs>
0: well, but so there's been at, at, there's been examples in the continuity where, and mostly in the books, I think, where they've talked about, yeah, it's the books, where they've talked about the idea, they've they talked about people on these planets, particularly as you moved out to the Outer Rim from the Inner Rim, yeah. where they talk about it as being, I've, I've noticed it mostly in the context of during Imperial rule, people talking about the Emperor. Yeah, Did you hear that thing where he's supposedly like this voodoo ma- voodoo priest sure. and he's got yes. magic and he's got all these deep powers and the Sith and all this and people saying, yeah, maybe. I hear a lot of propaganda. I don't really care as long as there's Imperial bread on the table, right? Right, like yeah.
1: No, 100%. Some right. Some
0: writers have been very good about distilling that the average person in the – that the story of the Star Wars universe is regular people who don't really care who's running things as long as it's consistency – and yeah. when the star when the stormtroopers come and fuck up the town, it's like you know when the king's people came to get an extra tithe, right? Right, it disrupt yeah. the thing because that's when it bothers the townspeople. Otherwise, they don't care so, who's
1: who's on the throne, right? Right. So, like when I ran Star Wars games in yeah. the Outer Rim, when I ran Star Wars games, like the stormtroopers for me, unless the Imperial contingent rolled in, stormtroopers are not bad guys like stormtroopers were the dude to enforce the law of the yeah, empire yeah. like yeah, it was just guard. like yeah yeah they were the guard and like oh we shoot them I'm like why are you shooting the stormtrooper But like, that what was did, what did they do
0: and solo yeah. was good about that too right remember how solo showed how and he was remember how he was trying to get in yeah. the whole thing like yeah. they showed people solo was really good about how people got a little nervous when they're checking their their ids a little too yeah. much and they're kind of being a little weird about pushing them into the corner. But the idea that they were walking around was like any any security yeah. apparatus for the government. I agree. Yeah. And I think that's the most interesting take on it. But here's where I'm getting at because we're still there. In Season 2, Episode 1, they're talking about Jedi as the myth from eons ago. Yep. Yeah. And it's seven years after the fall of the Death Star. And we already know that by the time Force Awakens... It's the legend of Luke Skywalker that he's trying to hide from.
1: Right. So it's, and, well, and so it's 32 years. Rim. Right. It's 32 years from the yeah. last time a Jedi did something that did, what didn't what involve dying. And,
0: uh, yeah. But in this case, in this story,
1: it's seven years after that. And in fact, well, it's no, no. seven Luke's years. Luke's not a Jedi, right? Is he a Jedi? Do people say the Jedi Luke Skywalker? Yeah. Totally yeah. in
0: continuity they say that. They well, say some dude Jedi. who says he's
1: a Jedi. Yeah, but, but, the, but the average
0: person doesn't know what the difference is, right? They I say mean, Jedi. Yeah, but I,
1: mean, I mean, sure, but if we're talking grandpa, about grandpa no, rim... no.
0: Squid Grandpa, Calamari Grandpa on the corner says, I remember Jedi swung lightsabers around because for some reason only Jedi use lightsabers and they have wear robes and they fight the Sith. And so therefore, that's what I remember. See, what I've always been telling you, that's real, right? And sure, but I mean, Skywalker.
1: Luke didn't wear robes.
0: Well, he did once. <laughs> and that gets me to my point. He wore robes on Tatooine, where the biggest hut that runs the biggest gang cluster on Tatooine true, true. was killed by a guy wielding lightsabers. And you well, know I mean, who who survived that to
1: yeah, talk about
0: it? Good point. But bottom line is they've <laughs> talked about how but they've talked about how when the huts go down there's a vacuum and then more and yeah. then the Remember, they even said in this episode that the mining guild came into effect. The huts collapsed yeah. when the empire collapsed because yeah. the huts had a agreement yeah, with the empire. So,
1: I could have sworn that the character was called Weakway. That was not a race, but I guess I'm wrong. Because <laughs> when they're like Weakway, Which I'm was... like that dude was totally on the skiff. <laughs> Which was Weakway? Uh, so they the, the the IMDb page said Weakway bartender, and I'm like, I oh. could have sworn he was a Klatu. 'Cause there's a klatu, Barata, and a Nikto race <laughs> yes. of people. Yes. And it's yes, like, yes. nope, that, that dude's race is weak way, and I'm like, Huh. I could have sworn he was a klatu. But whatever.
0: <laughs> That's funny. The weak way claatu. Nick, barata. Um I'm just looking at the uh weak way yeah, yeah, yeah. So the weak way are
1: yeah, so that that skeezy pirate that yeah. is in Rebels is a weak yeah. way.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, it's the guys with the tusks all over their faces. Yeah, 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 and plays a big big part in the Princess Leia or the General Leia book. I haven't read it. Oh, yeah, it's actually good. Bloodborne or something so, like that. Yeah,
1: it's, I heard it's great.
0: Yeah, well, it's okay. So anyway, uh, I just was irritated they were talking about the Jedi as myth, and then again, here's the other thing that tripped me out. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Amy Sedaris' character. When she finds... That. When she's handed back Yoda, she goes, Thank the Force! And I'm like, why would they say that? Thank the Force was such a service y It was like... It was like a... It was like a same, uh, reason,
1: same reason people say, God bless you, and don't believe in God. Yeah, but if the Jedi are a myth
0: that no one remembers, why would they say thank the Force? I, I thought it was I'm, much more... So when so 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 here's the thing, in Rogue One they established the that that the religion of the Wills, the people who worship the Wills, and that, of course yeah. that leads into Lucas's unused concept of the Midichlorians and leading yeah. to the Wills that influence right. people. But the idea that there was this this cult that believed in a force set, this force adjacent religion that people on the street knew about. That worked for me. That that read to me as something that was tangible, and so there has been a case where someone said, "I won with the force. The force is with me." In recently, and it was it in these it was last episodes. It Ahsoka. Was it was and I remember feeling like that was a weird, mis- misused connect because. The whole thing of the wills was that they, the, the priests who followed the wills or whatever was they were not Jedi. They were not connected to the Jedi Order in any way. They were a separate cult group that worshipped the Force in a different way. So right.
1: That... So, so, yes. but you're watching a movie after Ahsoka says it, and Ahsoka's yeah. not a Jedi. So we don't mm-hmm. know what Ahsoka starts after that happens.
0: It's a very good point. Oh, my God. No. Holy crap. You just blew my mind. Do you think Ahsoka was evolved in the Order of the Wills? Look at my face. <laughs> I look, I look like, I look like Gomez's CGI version, right? Like, <laughs> I even got the, uh-huh. I got the bags under my eyes. <laughs> All right,
1: I'll take. I'm a pretty fat morticia. Sorry. Oh, oh, I'll accept that.
0: Uh, I really, really, really loved that Mando is hanging out with the Tusken Raiders.
1: Yeah. We saw it before, uh, but they doubled down on this one. So, uh, um, apocryphal story. Not sure if it's true. Hope it is. So, um, one of the writers who was like, I know ASL, maybe we should get somebody with ASL in here to make a sign language for the Tusken Raiders. So they hired a deaf actor to do the sign language to develop a language for the Tusken Raiders. And that is the language you see.
0: That's amazing. It certainly yeah. looks. It looked like someone who knew signing oh, had done yeah. it because it's it very consistent. real good. It looked yeah. great, and I love that he knew it. Like yeah. I loved everything about that because the, obviously the narrative of this in the old in this thing where they're taking old west noir stories and re- repurposing them. This is the townspeople and the Native Americans yep. joining forces against the common threat of whatever. But. I'm totally down with this ride where the Tuscan oh, Raiders yeah. are being are, – are given humanity. Like, I love that because, like you, oh, yeah. I grew up at a time when, yes, they were the – you know, just like yeah. they are an adversary. They are a raider, and yeah. I love a bandit from that perspective. And I love yeah. in this story you see more about their culture. Yeah. And obviously it's a Native American allegory, but my gosh, dude, it was so yeah. effective in how they did it. I that. mean,
1: it just shows you – it just proves – uh, To me, it it shows how much of a lost, a lost moment that the prequels had, right? It's like, oh, you just slaughtered their women and children and you get a hug at the end?
0: But, but, but Mando season two, episode one, deepens the tragedy, so it retroactively makes you feel like that's even grosser. Because at the time in Clone Wars, when he did that, you felt that it was wrong, I mean, you knew that it was not... You, you understood that it was a deepening in his rift from his morals. Right. But and it's, it's
1: meant It's meant at, to be, oh, look, he's going to do this, so he'll do the younglings later. It's like, yeah, yeah. a little bit, yeah. little it, bit it, heavy-handed it there,
0: jackass. It was. And also it was supposed to be... Uh, the Jedi training would be you don't go for revenge, even if you have a personal right. interest in it. And sure. here he is doing it. So they yeah. were treating the... At the time that they did that in the Clone Wars, they were treating the raiders like they would any thugs or villains that hurt you know, killed someone's yeah. girlfriend or wife or mother or whatever, or daughter or son, and you're gonna go get revenge in a Mel Gibsony, Liam Neeson-y yeah. way. That's what they were doing. But here yeah. they, I agree, they, sugar tits. they gave us enough of this that you're like, this is a, this is a this is a society.
1: Yeah, there's rules.
0: They have language and rules yeah. and governance and structures culture yeah. art
1: yeah i'm domesticated sorry animals it, i'm sorry right? it doesn't work with your colonial structure but how about you get the fuck off their planet i was
0: super down and and actually it really made me think that when we were watching that i was wondering of the ratio of humans humanoids well yeah. they're humanoid too but like yeah like non-tuscans yeah, the tuscans in yeah it's
1: weird i don't know what to call star wars humans because they're not human yeah. right right they're not terrans right right Right. So, yeah.
0: And there's and and while this episode didn't show us any of that, they just showed a bunch of human humans as Frontiers people. Uh we've seen in other stuff in the continuity that, you know, there's and I like this. There's a blend. You see a lot of the different species, the common species interwoven into all of these different planets because of yeah. interstellar commerce yeah. and everything. I yeah. like
1: that a lot. Yeah. I do, agreed.
0: But I did get the strong sense that the Tuscans were the indigenous people of tatooine tuscans and the Jawas. and the jawas yeah although yeah. we have seen jawas on other planets right so we're not yeah. really sure who knows uh but again you know who's to say they wouldn't transport a, a a sand crawler to another planet i mean i don't know who knows anyway okay um so uh, again in my love-hate relationship with the amazing sound effects and and um and foley team at ilm i'm a little irritated that the speeder bike that uh mando rode was one hundred percent chopper sounds <laughs> down to the backfire um on the other hand, I was so um, I was so nerding out. I had such a boner for the fact that Cobb Vanth had a speeder that was built out of a pod racer engine that is uh, the kind of continuity that i love
1: not not just any pod racer engine. not just
0: anyone yes, it's legit, it's the same one, right
1: yeah. That is totally Anakin's pod racer.
0: Yeah. I was annoyed and, and, and great and frankly, I really wanted my favorite in the uh, in uh Phantom Menace's Bulb Bul- Bulba, Bulba right? The four legged yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Um I was irritated that in uh Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man style, as soon as we got the reveal of Oliphant, then the rest of the episode basically, except for the very end, he's gotta ride around without his helmet on. Yeah. And Based on what we knew about him, he should have always had the helmet on. Agreed. Because he's expecting a sniper shot from someone at all times, right? Agreed. Um, But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I get it. Yeah, I mean. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Where did Cobb Vant get a replacement missile for the backpack? Had
1: it made, it's a missile. Fuck it, man. Ah, goddammit. Come on. It's a missile. (laughs) It really irritated me. They make blasters. It's a missile. It irritated the hell out of
0: me. It irritated the hell out of me. If that's the case, then there'll be a lot of people with jetpacks with missiles on the back. And you have almost no one with missiles. You don't it have just them, launches. Though. It's just a launcher, man. I know, but I'm just saying. It's not like it's a common uh, semaphore in the technology of, of personal combat weapons in Star Wars. It's a very unique weapon to the I agree, but
1: I mean, it's not. Okay, no. The system that launches it is unique. The yeah. missile is not the missile is it says, a rocket with with a fucking warhead.
0: Yeah, on our in our culture, yes, but in Star okay. Wars, tell me all, right, all the maybe, missiles you've seen in Star maybe, Wars.
1: Maybe, maybe uh, every every fighter every fighter has one.
0: Okay, uh, tell me your impression okay. of the way in which they present uh, Cobb Vance, Boba Fett armor and his story about how he found it and the whole narrative of him being rescued, running away. From the battle when the yeah. miners came yeah and then being, being taken up by the jawas and doing that whole thing or he bar- bartered for the armor tell me about how you felt that narrative went about him capturing this old armor and why he chose to take it from them
1: so the thing the thing that the thing that really amazed me in that story was r4d4 showing up with the scorch marks, and it made me stop the it made me stop the episode and be like, "All right, so there's a big divide in the community right. on whether R four D four sacrificed yes, yes. himself or R two D two is an asshole."
0: <laughs> well, because and that goes deep into retcon, right? But right, oh yeah. So you're talking about the thing where some say that R two D two knew that. He had a message, and he had to get it to Obi Wan, and so he told R four D four to Hey, man, I, I gotta do this short, thing short out to get let me get adopted, right? And then the other side of it's like, wait a minute, he was gonna get adopted, and R two D R two D two somehow a Shanghai him,
1: yep, yeah. and R two D two short circuited his ass, and was yeah. like, nope, this is my house. <laughs> so, um, all right, so. Yeah, but on Um, the subject
0: of the astromechs, though, that's something that also the uh, Clone Wars and Rebels did a great job. Rebels in particular did a great job. I like when uh, characters, types, and creatures that we've seen as action figures or whatever, and we see them in – they are types. So I love when we see more of them. I love how many different astromechs, for example, we've seen, how many different protocol droids, how many tactical droids. That is the kind of stuff that is in a story building sense, world, yeah. and I love that. So Agreed. the fact that this appeared to be actually R four D four,
1: yeah, it is well, it Tatooine. That's fine. It had the burn marks yeah. in the right spots. <laughs> um, but um, so uh, 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 and just so you know, my house came down on the on the side of R two D 2s an asshole. <laughs>
0: yeah, I actually, like that a lot because there's the only conclusion you can reach given the amount of burdensome retconning they've done yeah r2d2 had answers the entire fucking time and didn't tell anybody so therefore yes he's an asshole <laughs> all um, the way down to the new stuff
1: where he's like oh yeah you know here's a map piece if you want it and then uh on a side yes the Jedi was would totally pick up a dude in the desert just on the sure chance that he might be willing to trade with them <laughs> Yeah, totally. <not. laughs>
0: but the way in which mando has made the jedi into something I mean, not the Jedi, the Jawas into something so much more interesting and fun than the hint of what they were in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. New Hope. I love it. I love it so much.
1: No, this this series has taken a number of things that were, I'm going to just say problematic in the old stories and been like, all right, look. Fair. Yeah. Here's where we're going to move forward with it. And it's like, okay, Thanks. No, no, no. I, That's all I needed. Thank you. I'll, yeah. I like how the Tuscans are
0: um not just integrated into the landscape and know their ins and outs and get into the caves and whatever else, but there's a certain mystique to their natural ability. And again, I know that they're leaning a little heavily on the allegory, but I love that he's like, uh, you know, why don't you ask him or whatever it is? And he like turns and there's a Tuscan right there. Yeah. Right? Like, I love that kind of thing, right? We saw that in Season 1, too. I think that's fucking yeah. fantastic. Um, on the subject of the armor, I think it's really great detail. And again, this is, like, they don't even... It's all just for people like us to see. It has no narrative component to it, but I love that Cobb Vance jetpack has a welded-in replacement for the gash from the... yeah from the lightsaber slash through it Yeah, that is the kind of shit that I'm like yeah. there we are that's what I love yeah. Yeah. I, screenca- yeah. I I like freeze strained it and I took photos of it and I'm like this is what I love
1: so I mean so there's interesting questions that we bring up here
2: mm-hmm.
1: the Mandalorian's we've seen at this point don't yeah. have painted armor
0: uh, not true why do you say that
1: all the mandos that attacked in that scene all had pretty basic armor, with
0: uh, no like
1: embellishments.
0: I don't think so. Well, not as complicated as Boba's, which wasn't even original designs, right? Boba right? put all yeah, the that's my thing. Boba put all the graphics all over his armor. Yeah, on his own, but yeah, the armors, but but of in the covert, we saw we saw the. The heavy-duty John Favreau guy had blue with bits of silver and white accents. We saw the flashbacks to the ones we also saw the flashbacks, which of course were
1: well. The flashbacks are Death Watch. Yes,
0: yes, Death Watch. And but that's then also a in the thing. covert, you see. I mean, it's pretty dark, but in the covert, you see that there are other other guys in armor walking around. And okay, other I'll go color back and
1: watch.
2: And
0: I'll there's in re-watch. fact there's one guy that's close enough in the gloom that people for a long time were saying that must be Boba Fett, and they're like, no, no, it's not. But he has, yeah. a, you know, like a green and gold, or a green and red, or something like okay. that going on. There I'll are. Okay. There's
1: the impression. The impression I have it's is it's been used to Mando so long that I mean, because Mando's like I have basic armor. Well,
0: but so the impression I had is that in the covert, there's a lot of surviving Mandalorians from different clans that are now working together.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Because they're just remnants, much like the Imperial remnant, right? They're all yeah. they're all stragglers, right? And so. But what it's all I these think are distractions gonna...
1: of Death Watch, right? Well, but that's the it's thing these... I'm
0: interested. But that's what I'm interested in. I think in season two we're gonna see him in his search for Mandalorians, is he's gonna end up finding coverts that are actually clan specific coverts. And then he's gonna be exposed. Because if you think about it, he was raised in a covert of a a motley assortment of Mandal of Mandalorians.
2: Yeah.
0: And I think. His memories are, of course, the Death Watch that that rescued him, which was an amazing subversion of what we thought the Death Watch would be. But I think in his journey, if he runs into culverts of Mandalorians...
1: By the end of that, I mean, by the end of the Death Watch story, the Death Watch are the ones that you're you're rooting for. Sure. Like the ones we're following, not... Sure. Not the ones that are following um, Darth Maul.
0: Sure. But what I'm saying is his personal experience is motley... Where every Mandalorian yeah. has whatever armor they have, and they have this great history, but it's or everyone has a different background, and if he's right. out there in other going to other planets because before that he had never been anywhere else, right? Yeah, so yeah. the idea is then, by the time he's now out there hunting, hunting these different, uh, looking for other culverts. Yeah. If he, I mean, the Mandalorian story as they've evolved in the Disney side of things is got so much story. Yep. In the rival I mean, factions of Mandalorians. He's never encountered a Mandalorian that wasn't like one hundred percent in this new this is the way, keep your helmet on, we're all one family, right, yeah. be a cool. Yeah. That's not old school Mandalorian. No. Mandalorian um, was
1: factions fighting each other. And I mean, and we're and we know we know we're gonna meet um God damn it, the Queen's the Queen Sister. Played by uh, What's your yeah,
0: Sabine Re- oh um um Bo Katan.
1: Yeah. We know we're going to be Bo-Katan, I mean, and Jesus. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I can't wait for that.
0: Well, and also the big matzo ball, of course, is um, Moff Gideon and how he ends up with the Darksaber, and we're going to get right. to that too, I'm right. sure. Um, another detail in this episode that I really loved, and again, it's down to, I know it was controversial when Ryan Johnson had Luke milking the thing, and oh, they're, he's de- de- demystifying royalty in Star Wars, where Luke is milking the creature to make his get his milk. Yeah. yeah and it was like a controversy like how why is that a I, controversy because people were butthurt about it but the, what i loved about in this episode is you saw tuscans brushing a, a bantha's teeth
1: yeah they were brushing the teeth of the bantha i loved it i absolutely loved it so and now you know what that little pointy bit at the end of the fucking jaffe stick is. For. that's right that's exactly i mean it's right. like yeah okay makes sense
0: So speaking about the Weequay we saw in the bar, did you know at the time or did you read later who that really is? It's great. Who is it? Ernest Borgnine. Bullshit. (laughs) He's dead, I think. No, it's W. Earl Brown who was the was the muscle for Eli Sweranshin.
1: I did. Yes, I did know this. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't.
0: Yeah. I didn't see it in the in the episode, and then I read it, and instantly I went back and rewatched, I zoomed through all the clips where he was yeah. talking. And I'm like, oh my yeah. god, it is him. Yeah. And oh, I love. Did a you? Deep, I love it. Did you catch?
1: Like did you catch who the uh, the crime not the crime lord but the mm. the scuzzy I didn't know dude it was? was. Him.
0: I, yeah? didn't, I couldn't. I will give him some serious credit. I did not even remotely find the in there.
1: I love it. I love it so, so much.
0: So, initially, I had a really bad take on that Cyclops, because, I mean, I remember really? him from the original, and I didn't like... I remember it's like they filled they filled the cantina with mythology creatures that they had props yeah. for and everything else. Devils and Cyclopians and whatever. In this, my first take was, was negative because I felt like it didn't look real, and the second time I watched it... Yeah. I realized what the problem was, which is that there's a light effect problem that in when he's captured and he's like arguing for like, you know, save him, you know, like, don't, don't, you know, I'll tell you what you want to know. There's a light effect that's causing the reflection on his iris on his eye to look like his iris is always off to one direction and not Uh, looking where his body is looking, which is classic old school, bad, bad costume, right? Like fixed eyes, right? But in fact, when I focused and I could see his actual eye moving around, it's just that it's a, it's a it's an accident of production, and then I liked it a lot more. And I really liked the way in which they incorporated the beady, the blinky red eyes in the dark, which we've seen a lot of on Lothal and other places yeah. in Star Wars, yeah. in frontier towns. That there's yeah. creepers, the creeping coyotes and stuff in the for, in the background. Yep. I love that they they brought that into his whole little thing about, like, you know, shoot the light out. <laughs> I love yeah. that. That's great. Yeah. Um, and also related to the Tuscan Raiders, I had totally forgotten about those dogs. In that scene, I thought that the Tuscan dogs were so cool. And then I remembered in the cartoons, they they also showed them, which was a great nod yeah. to that. But
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, so... Fil- Filoni? 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 Yeah. Filoni. Filoni is—I mean—he's the mastermind behind all this shit. So he is, to me, he's
0: a godsend as far as I'm concerned in terms yeah. of shepherding in uh, internally consistent continuity as opposed to just yep. easy, easy retconning.
1: For yep. sure. Yeah, No, he is—he is someone who loves the thing and is sharing his love with everybody else. All
0: right. So, honest answer, from one Iron Man nerd to another, yeah. did you pick up on the Favreau Iron Man reference in that episode? at the at the at the time or not? No, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? He stops, turns, shoots the missile to blow up the crate Dragon. Oh, he does. Which That's is true. Iron Man 1, <laughs>
2: right?
0: I That's 100%. I saw that and I was like, oh. And I, at the time I watched it, I had, didn't even think twice about it. So also, here's the other thing. I totally forgot because I'm old. As a kid, I was obsessed with that skeleton but I never thought about it again. And then when the crate Dragon appeared, I sort of had that retconny vibe like, well, why is there another, the Sarlacc was a thing, why is there another big thing? And it was only after when I was reading about it that I was like, holy shit, they established this, that there's a bigger beast in this, there's a Dune reference in the sand and it's the crate Dragon, right? And I loved how hard they had to work to irritate it and to get it out far enough that they get to the mesh, the soft underbelly, and all that other stuff. Yeah. I love that he blew it up from within because we've seen that as a as a trope yeah. before. And I mean, it was so very much a, a a dune sandworm. But um I don't know, man. That whole sequence, the complicated process of trying to figure out how to kill it, was yeah. very art. It was very RPG, wasn't it? A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. The didn't
1: work. What are you gonna do now? <laughs> how? How good is my armor? Yeah. How good do you think it is?
0: (laughs) I mean, as soon as they start showing Bantha's carrying like loads and loads and loads of limpet mines, you're like, well, you know, limpet mine is (laughs) it? They're thermal detonators, I guess. Limpet mines are a Robotech thing, but yeah. So okay, so um, all right. So what about what about episode two? So episode two is he's he's got. He's got a lead, but he's being, in order to get, it was a little weird about how quick she was able to make that connection, but he's got a lead, but he's got to take a a passenger with him, and if he drops the passenger off, she'll tell him where to go, and then we get this crazy fish person with,
1: and a gecko. She's totally a gecko.
0: Oh, gecko, that's right. It's Star Trek that had the fish people, right, on New Generation, right? Yeah. Like trout, trout and costumes. All right. Yeah. So... Star Wars wins again. Yeah, right. A gecko. And she's got this really awesome chamber of eggs, which reminded me of my drawing of uh, Rainmaker, where she's got the hydroponic. Yeah. I mean, instantly I saw it. I'm like, eh, it's my hydroponic. All right. But they didn't really steal from me. Maybe they did. No, they didn't. So, okay. So we have, obviously, the big story after this episode is, for the last week, everyone's been ranting about how unfair and horrible and weird it is that Baby Yoda was eating all of the eggs of the dying, the last unfertilized eggs of the species. And, and, uh... Not species, her line. Her line, her line, her line. But still. I mean... No, but it's
1: baby. He's
2: a baby.
0: He doesn't know he's hungry. He's hungry. And they've established that he's hungry. It's a, it's a, it's a trope. He's the Brad Pitt of Star Wars, right? He's always eating. Yeah,
2: he's rusty. (laughs)
0: Yeah, But that said... Now, I'm still harboring a secret, a little theory that he's not digesting. And that when push comes to shove, because it's clear now that that's going to be a character that continues in the story, that he's now in the, he's, they're growing the thing, they're growing the trope, the Eastwood trope of the lone, the lone nomad who's shepherding a group of innocent people along with him, just like yeah. he was guarding the town and the one thing, right? So I have the secret theory that she's going to run out of eggs and then Yoda's going to like and then cough up the eggs and they're still going to be fine. But I could be wrong.
1: Maybe. Maybe. So... I mean, or it could just be the fact that he's not good. Like, yet. Yeah, it's a thing of the world. But is there good... Not...
0: But is, but again then, and that gets into some messy, messy um, uh, consumption politics in our world. But is eating chicken eggs a problem? <laughs> or any... Or fish yeah, eggs or anything no, else? no, I mean... Yeah,
1: it's a question. It's like, if you right. have a problem with this, then do you have a problem with, you know, eating I cow, sort of look at, you know? I mean, I'll go
0: out on a limb and say, as a not being a vegan, that eating an egg, an unfertilized egg, and I'm not talking about the balut, but I'm talking about unfertilized eggs, it's not much different from eating an egg to eating a female of a species, right? The egg is a future sentient being in the same way that a female of a species could Lead to a future sentient being, right? It's just it's right. an animal that you're eating, or it's a thing you're eating. And if you're against is, eating an, and an if you're in against eating animal anything, then it's then you have a problem with it. Yeah. But you know, yeah. it's it is an unfertilized egg, so yeah, I don't know.
2: Sure,
1: it's but so, they make uh,
0: but they but they lead slowly, deeply into that this is the last of her line and it's a big deal. Yeah, She's yeah, holding it all the time. You're yeah. definitely supposed to feel concern as he's sucking up eggs. Yeah,
1: and it's obviously wrong when he's doing it. I mean, it's it's slowly. I am cutting certain animals out of my diet. Yeah, like I cut octopuses out because yeah, they're smart, yo, and I can't do it anymore. Like they're tasty too, but can change color and
0: fit in a pipe. So
1: yeah, I mean they're just they're smart little fuckers, and I'm not going to eat them anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm largely pescatarian at this point. So yeah, yeah, I feel you. I mean, if a cow, if a cow was like hey, I would rather you didn't eat me, I'd be like, well, shit, there goes steaks. You yeah. know? It's just,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's just like but, it's... But yeah. it goes back to editing, right? Because, so, so, um, not Tippett, but I can't remember his name. Um, I'm blanking on it. I follow him on Twitter. He stepped in, and he's in the production department, and he's very vocal on social media, sharing stuff about the production and everything. And he stepped in and said, hey, hey, listen, they're unfertilized eggs. It's supposed to be funny and all this but I was thinking about the editing choices. They specifically show that she's holding it. She's gripping it. It's so important because of the last of her line. Yeah, if no, it it's... just If it had just been, hey, this is my egg crop for the year, that yeah. would have been a different no, story.
1: Right? That that, re- that response is totally, is totally a response to people fucking flipping out about it.
0: Yeah. And I, and I have to believe. Be. But I think it's so deliberate that he's escalated from eating frogs to eating... Uh, eggs of a character that is specifically said this is important, right? That yeah. it has to come back, and that's why I'm saying either he's going to regurgitate it, or there's going to be some comeuppance. There's going to be some course correction here to say that we'll this see. is this is a thing. Right? We'll see, and maybe, and um, maybe it's I'm, not. Yep, I'm willing to see what this ride takes us. I mean, because Mando sure as shit heard how important those were, and he doesn't even strap them down, and no. he certainly leaves the kid with him all the time. Right, so, yeah. eh, you know. When he goes he's to bed, say, he closes the door. Go- no. He does. <laughs> but then he goes to bed and he closes the door.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, agreed, I, agreed, agreed. When I
0: close the door, I know, well, actually, I don't get to close the door much. When I go to the garage to work, I know the kids are getting into the Nutella. You know what I'm saying? So, I do. You know. So, let's talk about the spiders. So, we got a Thing episode. Was it a Thing or an
1: Aliens or... A combination of those things, right? Yeah, kind of combo. Yeah, yeah. But those are totally those are totally spiders from the freaking planet that Caden, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. come on,
0: right? Come on. And they were and they were pulled right out of Macquarie concept art, which is all yeah. what Rebels took from. Uh, they did a great job with them, and what I really loved, and this is just a, a narrative thing, but I really loved that they introduced them in in their sizes over time. So you yeah. start with the small rapidly moving ones that come out of the egg sacks or the sacks that you think are egg sacks, but maybe they're not egg sacks. Um, and you're like, okay, that's terrible. And then you get bigger ones and then you get big ones. And I was like the scale differential, but it grows as you're, as they're moving. That whole sequence was straight up terror. And I loved it how they can continually take different tropes and re recontextualize them in this show and do such a good job.
2: Yeah. Right? Agreed.
0: Uh, what else about this episode? So... The spiders... We had a lot of Minoc allegories, not allegories, but references in the sense that it's sucking on the window, but it's got a lot bigger sucker. So, yeah. okay, so let's talk about... Okay, so here's the thing that was probably the most interesting, other than the horror of the spiders. I thought... It was rad how they're they're leaning into the messy part of post-government overthrow governance. That the resistance, or the rebellion, I guess, at the time, was fighting the Empire, and they defeated the Empire, and now they're trying, with limited resources, they're trying to hold the galaxy together in the vacuum... And we know from other stories that they're fighting the criminal gangs and the remnant and everything else. Yeah. But I love that they are turning from the and, – and, of course, we've seen this, right? In our culture, we've seen this in history. They've turned from yeah. the freedom fighters to the cops. And I yeah. fucking love it. I love that yeah. he's like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. The cops behind me be cool bitch be cool
1: right the lights are in the mirror yeah. no that um that's broken i'll fix it oh my god
0: and 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 and, and i loved it and people talked about online and and this was definitely my favorite part in the whole episode was i loved when they're like can i talk to you off the other channel really quick and they're quiet for a while and then the foils go bunk into x mode and you're like oh oh, that's like that's like when the oh that's That's
1: tack formation. That's yep. not good.
0: That's not good. That's not good. <laughs> uh, it was so chilling because, I mean, you know, for a couple of white guys on a podcast talking, I mean, we don't know this as well as a lot of people in our culture. Sure. No. Sure. But we to some degree, we have that base instinct that is when the cop is nearby and then the cop gets behind you and then the cop changes lanes with you and you get that growing sense of dread it yeah. felt it i felt it in that episode i was like this is yeah. not good because obvious and i love that it was a callback to a thing that happened in the la- in season one because he said are you really want me to go after this rebellion for this new republic freighter or uh whatever it is transport ship or whatever i yeah. don't want to be on the radar and blah, blah 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 they've talked several times about how he's trying to stay under their attention yep. as a bounty hunter and then when he did that thing and he and he did the rescue and he and he, and he saved that guy I loved that they circle back to it in this and they and they continue that thread right
1: That was pretty awesome yeah Yeah now we heard about you
0: And also yeah. I liked that he thought he evaded them and he did some serious moves those were great Yeah yeah, yeah. but I loved that he thought he evaded them and in the end they were there <laughs> They knew where he went. They figured it out. They came down. And I love that scene where they're all shooting him down with yeah. the rifles. I love that that was a nod to the fact that these guys have learned... Remember that the resistance was... Or the rebellion, I guess.
1: I mean, these are the
0: survivors. They are the it's survivors. The guys who lived through the fights. I was going to say, because remember, they are not military. They were no. civilian rebellion mm-hmm. that had to train into this and figure out how to fight a Admittedly, poorly trained army, right? A Republican National Guard. Again, go back
1: to Lucas. Well, so, no, I mean, yeah, but I mean, like that. Wait, you're saying they are poorly trained? The Empire was not. I'm no, I'm saying that
0: in the in in a New Hope, they just had a bunch of extras running around, firing yeah. lasers in the sky, getting hit in the head, whatever else. Sure, but sure. very quickly in the continuity, they said that the Empire did rapid expansion. Yeah. And that they conscripted people from all the planets. Oh sure. And they yeah. gave them two weeks in armor and they said go out there and that yeah. there was not a lot of training, which was the difference between the clones yeah. and the stormtroopers. That the clones were trained from birth to be soldiers sure. and the stormtroopers were conscripted and they didn't have a lot of training, which is why the right. stormtroopers are always missing and they're very you know more likely to run and whatever else and the clones are badass. Yeah. Okay. So what until you got the death troopers and all the other specialties? Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what I'm saying is that the res, the rebellion were civilian uprising, right? And these are the guys that survived that, yeah, and survived the war, right? And so they're when they're sitting there picking them up, you know, and they're yeah. taking off all taking out the spiders. It really shows what they've gone through and what what skills they've gained, and also it's a, a plot item, but. So uh the one of the two pilots is well known to in some circles because he's a and he's an actor on a Canadian show. This is the Asian actor. He's I forget his name, but he's a he's an actor on the Canadian show, but also he's an avid Star Wars fan. And for this is another example of a really awesome uh nod to the fandom. Because he he you know he's a cosplayer he's an activist but he's a right. cosplayer he's been really into star wars and this was like this total surprise that he got this part and uh you know people who knew who he was and knew and knew about him from social media and from cons and stuff knew how important it was for him to him to do this and how cool it was that they gave him that role right yep. you know what I'm talking about yep What's his name i'm trying to remember he's uh he this the show oh, is paul paul sung-young and his the show is uh kim's convenience and he does a lot of uh and he's done a lot of stuff where he's like raising raising uh raising awareness about certain issues through his through through his cosplaying work and stuff like the like the legion does and so and that reminded me that in um uh the end of season one in the last episode of season 1 when Moff Gideon shows up and he's got this whole phalanx of fresh stormtrooper remnant and he's got the death troopers and everything else i we may have talked about this before but i read that that's actually legionnaires who were oh. called and said show up and they showed up and they were told yep you're going to be stormtroopers in the film, in the show and they're like what <laughs> you know can you nice. just imagine can you just imagine that honor right yeah in so much as that's an honor i think it's an honor
1: Congratulations, five hundred first. You're That's in. what I say. That's what yep. I say.
0: So anyway, so it was great, and what I really liked about it is that it ended with them not helping him. They said because <laughs> you did a, we could tell you you helped out and whatever, and so we're gonna let you go. It was the cop giving you a warning, yeah, instead of the ticket, and then and he's like, okay, great. So help me, help me fix this husk, and they're like, later, skater. <laughs> and they
2: left. Yep.
0: <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah. So it also what still I liked about cop. it was still a cop. <laughs> and what I liked was it, it continues the narrative that he is he is uh under equipped and he's got innocents that are relying on him. Yep. And more than ever, right? Yep. And I have to imagine that's not the last of the spider creatures.
1: Oh well I mean I don't know. Maybe here. Maybe yeah. when they do a force ep, like a force series. Yeah. Like maybe when they do a Jedi series. No, what I mean again? is
0: what I mean is, they just killed all the ones in that cave, but he's still oh, trapped. Yeah. Oh, he's still trapped. Jesus. Yeah, and, and 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 it looks worse than when the Jawas took it apart. So yeah. But again, also I love about Mando that he is a build his own ship guy. Like I love yeah. that he goes out there and he starts welding shit together, and he's going to somehow yep. make it. Like I couldn't even conceive of the fact that he made it uh, vacuum worthy. <laughs> like, yeah. and I love that they referenced it and said he's just like, just stay here. <laughs> And the rest yeah. of the ship is not vacuum. And then yeah. when it takes off, fucked. it's got the.
1: We're staying in the cockpit. That's the, cargo,
0: the cargo hatch was open, <laughs> and that's and that was my favorite stuff in the last in the last season when he was like sputtering along with a broken engine or whatever. I just I love that stuff. Yeah, everything about Star Wars when things are broken is the best part, right?
1: Yep, I agreed. So I mean, for anyway. yeah, for those who played the games, yeah, it's like yeah, your ship's fucked. What are you gonna do. I don't know, limp to a starport? I guess you are.
0: <laughs> so here's the thing, buddy. So you know that I'm doing a D&D with my kids, and I've agreed that I will do that uh, through the interwebs with nice. you guys, too. And you know that we're going to be doing, starting after the first of the year, we're going to do a post-human campaign on the nice. interwebs. And wait, do I exciting. get to be the good boy? You can be the good boy. You're ready oh, to go.
1: I cannot wait to be the good boy. But
0: you have accidentally volunteered volunteered yourself to to run a Star Wars game sure we you do West End if you and want I and I'm and I'm ready to be a player for the first time since I was age 10
1: nice yeah I'll do I'll do a West End game if you want to do a West End game oh my god I just wanna I
0: wanna I have I, w- I want to play in the Star Wars universe with you running it dude
1: I have the adventure journals from issues 1 through 16 I think from 1982 nice so yeah I mean I have all sorts of crazy shit to do, if you want. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, so, if you want to do that, we'll do that.
0: I think it's. I think it would be amazing. Um. So, what, like tomorrow?
1: Yeah, right, yeah, 100%. Friday, we'll do it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but wait, there's more. Prepare for a number one good commercial about all the things you need.
0: Listen, between you and me, it's been some trying times. We're not supposed to go out. We're not supposed to do anything. We're not supposed to see anyone. we got to stay in quarantine. It's very important. It's for everybody's safety. But it's hard to get your shopping done when you can't go anywhere and look for cool things. I know this. Well, the internet tells us you're supposed to uh, spend all your money at Black Friday on all kinds of big box things like TV sets and camcorders and, 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 and Peloton systems and whatnot. But... I have an alternative for you in the small press uh spirit. How about this? Go to Wrongrocket.com. You may recognize Wrong Rocket as one of the hosts of this fine podcast. Go to wrongrocket.com and look for some art prints. There's some sweet art there. You can find art art prints in three sizes. You can find them in the poster size, you can find them in eleven by seventeen, and even in a postcard format. All kinds of stuff. You like your Pokemons, you like your Star Wars. You like your Marvel, your DC, your Masters of the Universe? I mean, name something that's not on there. I mean, you, you probably would find a lot that's not on there because most of my inventory is not back online yet after the convention season has collapsed. But just pretend. Pretend there are thousands upon thousands of choices there for you to choose from. But seriously, go to wrongrocket.com. Find some cool art. Uh, makes great gifts for your friends and for your family. Get it all done from the comfort of your home or your basement or what have you. And, you know, if you've seen me at the show and there's something you were looking for but you never grabbed and it's not on the site, just send me a note. I have it. I just don't have it on there. And I'll make sure I can get it to you. Okay? So, wrongrocket.com for all of your sweet, sweet shopping needs. And check this out. Just use the code ROBOTKRAKEN for 20% off your entire order. 20%. I know. It's an outrage. But do it. It's going to be great. So, do you want to talk about our uh, sweet, sweet session that we the section we call planned plundering They the items that you're intending to consume which may be the same things as
1: before or maybe new things i so, new new this time so i have caught up with my x titles i'm now reading x of swords x oh of my swords god is the current event 22 I'm episodes across i'm all so
0: x- i'm so behind dude i'm like a year behind in in Marvel stuff, and then I've fallen back into the Star Wars comics, and so like I'm way, way, way behind. But the no. design work looks good.
1: Oh my God, Hickman! Hickman has made an amazing universe.
0: Oh, I cannot wait.
1: If you like Hickman's stuff, I
0: love it. His Fantastic oh God, Four David, was the best. The best Fantastic Four.
1: Yeah, I have not read it because. Are I don't you like kidding Fantastic me? Four. I don't no, like Fantastic Four. No, but you got to read it. I don't like them. I don't Wait, like any of them. But you I like have, the thing. That's but, why I like the thing.
0: But, 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 but Michael, you have Marvel uh, Unlimited on your Yeah, yeah, yeah I can go back.
1: Right there. So just go yeah. back
0: and read the Hickman
1: Yeah, in you know, my spare time, I'll go and read and a whole no, series just, of comics I don't like.
0: You will do it, and you have that time, because you spent 5,000 <laughs> hours on Destiny. So my point is, read the Hickman stuff. Him starting Fantastic Four, leading into Future Foundation, just read that part. Englehart does the art and he does the writing. Yeah. It's the best segment of, a, of I have, Fantastic I've heard Four. It's great, okay. and I don't even like Fantastic Four, and I've read a lot of it over the years, but this is my favorite <laughs> bit of it.
1: Like his run on the Avengers, I was completely happy with. So,
0: other than Kate Mara in general being even in any way related to Fantastic Four, this is my favorite Fantastic Four.
1: That's fair. That's fair. All right. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I love Hickman. And yeah, so I am about to read X Amaro to start X of Swords. All right. And I am super into it. I'm super stoked because fucking Hickman's X universe is so solid at this point. It's so cool. I'm really sad when he leaves and they revert everything back to mutants running for their fucking lives and being stupid.
0: There's a virus and it takes away powers. Yeah. What should we do? Um, Oh, look, there's a sentinel.
1: Yeah, it's okay, I'll just stop reading. It's easy. I do that now. I do that too. I'm
0: I'm stymied by the fact that I'm neck deep in drawing superheroes all the time and I don't read comics a lot of comics anymore.
1: Have you read comics in the past twenty years?
0: Physical comics?
1: Yeah.
0: Sure. Yes. Yes.
1: And then, then you've read comics.
0: Yeah, fair enough. But I mean, you know that
1: you, is, comport- that you compartmentalize. Is my... That is my curmudgeonly old man comment for the day. Well, dear Fred comics Beetle Bailey was fantastic. I'm sorry. There's nothing new under the sun. No one's writing anything fucking new. Beetle Bailey was
0: ahead of its time. Did you know that I was uh, having my Kentucky lemonades from an assassin droid? Did you know that?
1: That's very nice.
0: Yeah, it doesn't really show You showed me that
1: earlier. I I meant to, I meant to, uh, so I got a, I got a loot crate. And in it was a sentinel head tiki glass. Nice. It's so good. It's so nice. Related,
0: going back to Mandalorian, how much does it bother you that for authenticity, they're leaning into the original Moss Eisley Cantina drink containers in the bar, which are all repurposed IG-88 heads, or vice versa, and how fucking irritating it is when you know that it's, they have the assassin droids in continuity, running around, and then they got all those shapes in the fucking bar, it drives me fucking nuts. It'd be one thing if they had just said, all they got to do is say, popular thing at this fucking bar is old dead assassin droid heads are what they ferment their fucking blue milk in. That would have been like, that's a cool idea. Instead, they just pretend that we don't notice, but we notice it, don't we?
1: I didn't, but now I do.
0: Now you do. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking drives me nuts. Every time.
1: All right. So what's All your right. plan, plundering?
0: Uh, Well, so it's a little bit of old and a little bit of new. So I continue to plan to plunder Prospect, which is the... Yes. Yes. You saw it. You didn't like it. Uh, no. I,
1: I, I'm I, not going to say anything till you watch it.
0: God damn it. You shook your head and you squinted your eyes.
1: I'm, I'm shaking my head at you because this is now... We're going out two months
0: i know two months (laughs) i've had it for a year (laughs) so anyway i've got limited free time and i'm burning through shows for some reason and i need to get to prospect i have some other stuff on here every almost everything on my list is stuff i have that it's
1: free on something right now like it just popped up on yeah yeah
0: i have a copy of it and it's on netflix okay so prospect also similarly the gentleman which is the guy Ritchie movie the latest guy Ritchie movie did you see oh, it? wait.
1: The third one? Hmm? Third one. Oh, the... Oh, shit! No, the guy reaching me. Sorry, I was thinking of the...
0: Our old man, our old man, Cool cowboys in it.
1: What's his... I was thinking of...
0: Matthew McConaughey.
1: One. Oh, no, I'm all in. I'm all in. I haven't watched The Gentleman yet. I totally want okay. to. I was thinking of the one with... um, Shit. Taron Egerton. Um, On
0: Golden Pond.
1: No, it's the th- the third one just came out, or it's about to come
0: out. It's, um oh, the uh, the his, King, King his, Kingsman, his, the King Kingsman.
1: Kingsman, right? I but the th- the one
0: that's coming out is the re- is the prequel, right? Which right, will be yeah. good because mm-hmm. it has Ray Fiends in it, and it's
2: mm-hmm. like World War One. I. Mm-hmm.
0: I choose to believe, but it will Let's never see. come out because of the pandemic. It's forever, and it's whatever. Okay, yeah. the third that's item on my list movie. is. Yeah. Harley Quinn and the Fantabulous uh wow. the emancipation of what have you.
1: I am excited to see what your views of that are. We good discuss. or bad.
0: The fourth thing is this is a bit of a deep cut. Do you recall the original D and D rules?
1: You mean the small books? hmm Like old school? Yeah. Uh vaguely, but I mean I've seen them. I've looked over them. They do you remember dishes. Do you know
0: do you know of Appendix N?
1: what's that
0: about appendix n is there's is a reference guide to the material that inspired them so okay cool there's a project tales of a
1: dying earth and stuff like that so there's
0: a project where they took all of the source material was referenced in appendix n collected it into a volume and you can get the volume and you can read all that it's a combination of prose and comics and whatever else I thought oh, that was super badass.
1: Cool. I totally need to get that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so Thank link, you for link that to my attention.
0: Listeners and Michael will find it as a link at the bottom of this, the notes for this episode. Okay, so what about your to recommended, uh, your Rumfield recommendations?
1: Um. All right, so. Uh, all right.
0: I already wrote Adam's Family somewhere. for you. I wrote Adam's <laughs> Family for you.
1: <laughs> so uh, if you can see that. That yep. that small stack yep. is to be read at the moment. Okay. Um, so I feel pretty good about that. Uh, but, so uh, we only find them when they're dead. Hmm. Amazing science fiction comic. I've read about that. It's about it's about a um, group of. So in the future, we have run out of resources, and yes, the resources we that we find. Are celestial gods that we find dead floating in space. Yes. So we mine these celestial gods, which is the book. We only find them when they're dead, and it's about a book. It's about <laughs> a ship of people who have decided, no, fuck it, we're going to find some that are still alive huh. and are breaking, kind the, the galaxy, rules though. to go in. And- yeah, it's it's fucking brilliant. I love it so much. It's such a good book. Um. Also, another comic is seven secrets it mm-hmm. there are seven secrets in the world that knowing them would destroy the world and there is a keeper and there is a protector of each secret and it yeah. is the story of the newest keeper of a secret who is the son of a keeper and a protector who have had sex and had a child which great. is illicit uh great series wonderfully okay. cool uh i think issue six is about to come out so the first trade who's doing be it? out in a couple months uh boom studios i believe
0: hmm. Huh. Fair enough. Well, all I have is uh, agency, which I'm still working through. Mm-hmm. Reading that, it's great. And then um, I started uh, watching what we do in the shadows, the TV, uh,
1: button, which I had seen the, the po- movie.
0: Oh yes, and then okay. I saw the pilot, and then I saw the pilot again, and now okay. I'm watching the the whole season together, good. and uh, it's delightful. I love it to death. It is it having is such a good time. Every time we kind of put a funny on, thing to
1: say about, about, uh, about vampires, but it is. Delightful. Yeah.
0: But my wife continually falls asleep and I sit there and cackle. And I'm like, did you see and like, What about that line? And then she's asleep and I'm like,
1: God damn it. <laughs> oh, uh, I have an anime. Uh, one Not- second. Uh, I think it's called Dokohedron. Let me double check. Sorry, this so
0: long. Dead air is the doom of all recordings. I
1: know. Jesus. It's on freaking Netflix. Um, It's not dode- Dodecahedron. God damn it. Well, that's... Um,
0: in architecture school, I had to create a structure, and I created the 20-sided die, obviously, as a structure. And my uh, professor was like, Dodecahedron! Oh, my God! <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you play? And he's like, what? Never mind. You're just a math nerd. But, uh, I thought he understood.
1: Nice. So there's um, Boco Hedron. There is a weird anime series on Netflix right now. I believe it is either Boko Hedron or Doka Hedron. Um. So the deal is, the world is a shithole because sorcerers keep coming through to our dimension and experimenting on people. Fair. And the main character is someone who's been experimented on and been given the head of a lizard. All right? And he keeps finding sorcerers, biting their heads, and they, inside his mouth, see another person who tells them whether or not they're the person who cast the spell on the main character. And when he finds the person who did it, he will kill them and reverse his curse. I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty into it. It's it is weird as fuck. I think you will dig the style. Very Akira. Like it's got this weird kind of childlike face but adult body kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um I've seen a couple of episodes. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I'm really enjoying watching it. <laughs> it's really weird. It. I'm one hundred percent. So when, you know in all your free time, Yes. there you go. Not for your kids. No, sir. Not at all. Very violent. I picked Very up on Very violent. It kills a lot of people.
0: Do you uh, Do you guys celebrate Christmas? We do. Do you have a Christmas tree? We do. Do you put ornaments on it? We do. Do you have nerd ornaments? We do. Every year, I outrage my wife. Not that we're a religious family, but she likes a certain thing, and we have the European all-white and chrome Christmas tree as opposed to my parents' which was the glittery, glowing, multicolored one that in their later years talked to you. And okay. our tree is the really sort of austere uh, white and clean tree. However, I do a fantasy... I do like some kind of funky uh, ornament every year. I buy myself an interesting ornament. So one year I got a pewter astronaut Another year yes. I got a pewter um usually oftentimes there are keychains and shit that I modify. One one year I got a um I got an Iron Man that's flying. Uh, of course I've got the stealth uh, armor There are
1: a number of Iron Man on our on our Christmas tree.
0: Yeah, I got the stealth stealth armor. <clears throat> and then uh silver. And then uh also I have a pewter uh uh Battlestar Galactica Viper. Okay.
1: Yeah. Wait, which series?
0: Um, they or old? Original. And then I have so a, a Game of Thrones throne. Very heavy. Nice. These two hooks. So I just got this year's ornament for myself, which is I decided to go for a 3D printed chromed uh, origami unicorn from Blade Runner.
1: Nice. Yes. yes very sir. cool. Thank very you. Very cool. Yeah. I love it. Um, for those listening, the name of the series is Do Ro. Head Doro.
0: Do oh my head god.
1: Ro. Oh, do Doro Hed. Doro
0: Hedoro. Doro Hedoro. Do
1: do yep.
0: Fair enough. Have you been to Japan? I have. Did you enjoy
1: it? I loved it. Is it now? I loved it.
0: I've been going down memory lane in my photographs And I'm just like I want to go back I, yeah. It hurts me It pains me It's probably the only place in the world Other than maybe parts of New Zealand Where I look at the photos And it pangs me to not be there When I look at them
1: It was like I loved Going to the, the more Like the mountainous territories And sure. uh, provinces and stuff But going to Studio Ghibli Is oh, yeah. possibly one of the highlights Of my life
0: did you burn that shit down? Were you that guy? Did no. you burn the?
1: No, it wasn't Ghibli. Oh, no. It was
0: another animation studio that burned down,
1: and oh, it was fucked up. Broke my heart, dude. Come on, no, Studio Ghibli is amazing.
0: Kyoto was probably one of my favorite parts of that. Kyoto was beautiful for sure. Yeah, just getting deep did into. Did you go it. to?
1: Did you go to the Electric City? Did you go to like the where all the stores are in Tokyo?
0: Well, so Tokyo, I was mostly doing corporate stuff, yeah. so I didn't get a lot of time to fuck around. But when I gotcha. went uh, when I went toy hunting, I did it in uh, Osaka, but it was the oh, same deal. Good choice. I went good to choice. the same. I did the same thing. I said, "Guys, I'm out," and I walked 32 blocks, and I got there on foot with my empty suitcase dig, 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 on the cobbles, so that I could load it up with kits. And I'm right yep. now, as I'm talking to you, I'm looking at all the model kits that I brought back. I brought toys back for a lot of my friends. Um, what I got for myself, I got a. Well, here, hold on. So our listeners can only imagine this, but I got. I don't think I showed you this. Did I show you this when you were at my house? This is a. Oh yeah. Tumbler, yeah, yeah. The Tumblr, did I, yeah, yeah. Did I show you this? Yeah, it's got it's got a it's got a little Batman in there.
1: That's fucking it's got work, Yeah, I love It's that, got working dude. veins. I
0: love it. And then uh, the other one I got. These are like figures. These are. Model figures. I got this, which is a oh yeah from Ghost, Ghost in, the in the Shell. shell but it's a but it's a excuse me but it's a um, but it's a uh, a Fuchikoma or Tachikoma that is a industrial model. So it's got all yeah. the black and yellow striping. It includes a beer, which is weird. Um, and then for model kits, up here waiting for me to have some time. Maybe when I'm old and decrepit. Uh, I have a Tachikoma, original Tachikoma that I got. I have a VFOAS Ghost which is from Macross Zero, so that's yep. the it's got all the shit on top and I got an good, SDF1 that's good ship. Yep, and I got an SDF1 Macross uh, nice. with with Prometheus and Daedalus arms. Nice! Um, <clears throat> everything else I brought back, I brought back for friends and so for like Blair and so
1: uh, What I brought back
0: Oh, look at this. Lupin the Third
1: Yep. So nice. I have a lupin. So the set came with a lupin, mm. a chicken, and a Fujiko.
0: Oh, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. And then uh, for Christmas, Ruby bought me, so I bought another set that comes, each of them is a piece of a pie wedge. Uh-huh. And I bought a couple of them and I was missing a couple. and Ruby bought me the remaining set to complete the pie wedge. So it's the entire team, including Zenigata in oh, wow. a pie wedge. It's it's freaking beautiful. I love it so much. Remember, I gotta Lupin is get... Lupin is like the first. I think he's the first anime I ever saw outside of Macross. So oh wow,
0: and, and yeah. I I only see I've only seen images of it in uh, old manga magazines and stuff like yeah. like Digest and stuff. I haven't actually watched any of the OAVs or anything. I'm like only have imagery of that, but I don't have a real background in it. i can't wait looks good some
1: good stuff yeah uh um uh, miyazaki is the first one i saw he did a yeah. miyazaki did castle of Cagliostro, right which is the first lupin movie i ever saw
0: oh my i can't wait uh i brought back for chris of deeply dapper and also our buddy blair i brought back um alien figures Oh, very nice. With with face Tuggers that came out of egg sacs, it's the same sort of series of those miniature that miniature collection. And then also for my buddy Khalil, my tattoo artist, I brought him back a mythological uh, entity from a series and. It's an animated stone entity, so it's done up, and it's it's a mythological style, and it's got all these really great robes, and he's swinging a bolo or something like that, but it's all slate gray. And oh, to me, cool. I know I'm the target market, but to me, as a monochromatic figure was like, I couldn't even believe it. I love this thing to death. I was like, this is so fucking amazing. It's a fucking rad figure, and he's totally stone detail the entire yeah. way, so I gave him that one, but... Yeah, it was Very fun. Cool. I took an empty suitcase to the toy district and brought yeah. it all back.
1: Yeah, I wanted... Like, this was... Sadly, I this was when I was still a grad student, so I had no yeah. fucking money. So oh, I had to yeah. choose the one thing I wanted to bring back. But, yeah.
0: The worst I mean, when man, I was there...
1: Lupin's going to win that, man. Unless I oh, found sure. some badass Iron Man armor over there.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, so... So for me, the worst was that I was convinced, I decided to myself that I was going to consolidate and use a mirrorless camera for the first time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to go to the home of the mirrorless camera. I'm going to buy it there and I'm going to take photos while I'm there and that'll be rad. And I I don't know if I told you this, but I went there, I made them stop. I made our like private driver that we were spending a lot of money or the company was spending a lot of money on stop at this mega place, like a Circuit City type, went in, bought a, bought a Canon, camera no no got a sony i was a canon guy but i got a sony because they had the 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 version of the mirrorless camera that i thought was the best and i got it back to the car and put all the shit together and the screen's all in japanese and i'm like oh yeah it's fine so i start fucking around and i can't get a setting to make it english and then i looked online and i find out that in japan their domestic line versus their international line for for tariffs is so different that the domestic stuff is hard locked to japanese And the international models are everything else. And I'm like, God damn it. So then I looked through and there was a firmware patch that you could do, but you had to do all this hacking and it was destructive. And I'm like, fuck. So I went back and I returned it, (laughs) wasting everybody's time. And in Japan, you have to do like three forms and a manager to return a thing. It's like this whole thing. Returned it, gave it back. It's a thousand dollar camera, right? Returned it. Did the whole trip on my iPhone. I have amazing photos. It looks just fine. And then I came home and I couldn't fucking deal with it. And then I bought a mirrorless. I bought the same camera when I got home and I have this beautiful, I, I take it to car show, to like the car club show. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's a really great. It's really fun to work with a,
1: a compact oh, mirrorless
0: camera, but I didn't you, have it with me.
1: You know that Livermore does a car show like in the, in the spring. Oh yeah. Right. It's dude, there are That's really me there. nice cars out here. Next time it pops up, I'll let you know. Yeah, you you meet me there. You could you can we'll do it together. Yeah, because like if the car, I makes mean, it apparently does. Camaros are really big out here. Is that a thing? Bitching Camaros or just regular Camaros? Just apparently Camaros are like it was like Camaros as far as the, I could see. But not I mean C-28s. I'm not averse to a Camaro, but like I like a good goat, you know.
0: Not I right, not Z twenty eights and. No
1: no 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 old school old old, old, old school Camaros.
0: Well, yeah. I, I've long said that the '60s Camaro was the badass version. I mean, they stole it from the Mustang, but it's fucking so much better. Love '68 and '69 Camaros. '69, Camaro, not '68.
1: I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not throwing rocks at Camaros. I just. I'm a goat dude. 67 goat. I love it. I'm not a Judge fan, but I do love a goat.
0: I understand. Not fair. the 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 group that I have been going out and meeting with is like a general classic car club, and which is really great about that is you have variety. So it's everything yeah. from K they have K cars to oh cool hot ro- like the the dragger hot hot rods. Yeah, to, yeah,
2: yeah. Nice.
0: Uh, one of the fire departments has an old school Japanese fire truck, but it's a K car fire truck, so it's like okay the size of a Yugo, but it has a fucking whole ladder and and pump system and everything. It's amazing weird um yeah that's super fun we i've gone a couple of times i'm going to go again uh actually on saturday if i make it we'll see it's never right, right. it's never it's never assumed that i'll arrive when i take off sure. to go to the show but anyway listen mr narrative mike that was a good show i appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about all these nerdy things and their course, nerdy sub components and uh next time maybe uh we'll talk about some other nerdy stuff uh, i think it's pretty reasonable to assume that will happen Possibly helpful? tangents will be involved. Possibly Iron Man will be involved. Possibly opinions. I believe
1: we can agree to all these things.
0: Some controversies or some controversies will be involved. I'm looking forward to it. So Possibly I want you a to...
1: third person. Possibly. Maybe?
0: <laughs> well, and so it's not a thi- it's not like a thing, but you know, uh, good old Blake Begin Simmons has been beleaguered by his work, and sure. Chris Deeply Dapper has got a lot of. Stuff He's on the appropri5 and, and a lot of personal a lot stuff, going on. but we have some guests that are coming up too that I've lined up, so we're going to get them involved as well and see uh, see how cool. it goes. But hey, if, uh, they're, if they're
1: good with me cursing, I'm good with
0: them. Listen, as the man Anson Mount would say, as Captain Pike, I say, hit it, hit it. By which mean, I mean I'll click the stop button, but hit it. Uh...